0: This week on the Steam Machine podcast, to infinity and beyond! Cue the music! Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always with Destructo bro. What's up everybody? Nate here again.
1: Yo, it's Willie. I'm back. Hi. We also have a guest
0: this week. Gentlemen, let's welcome in the man with many nicknames. The Grumpy One himself. He's got his own pro wrestling organization coming out soon. Grumpy Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? Hello, you beautiful bastards. It's great to be back. Good. We're glad to have you, man. We're glad to have you. How you guys been doing these past three weeks? Let's start with. Uh, I'm gonna go north of me on my screen. So Willie, how you do I been doing? Not sleepy. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Word. You been pl- playing anything uh, interesting? Doing anything interesting? Kicking any ass? Taking any names?
1: Uh yeah. I'm, I was supposed to do a recording for between the last episode. And now that I didn't do, so I guess I have like an entire month of catch up to do now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Uh, let's see. Um, what are some things? Uh, I, when we had, uh, a windstorm about a month ago, uh, it took our power out. So, uh, one of the only things I can really do is play portable games on the Switch. Cause I didn't really have any of my other electronics going on. Uh, so I started, um, Link's Awakening DX on the, uh, the Game Boy on there. And, um, that game really good. Like, I, I, I finished about half of it and, uh. It's really fun. It's a lot more... I thought it was going to be a lot more simple and a lot more like the 8-bit NES games, but I would say it feels a lot more like it really is Zelda 4, like it's a successor to Link to the Past. Like, a little bit simpler in terms of, you know, graphics and gameplay, but not much. And uh, it does a lot of cool stuff that the NES games couldn't do.
0: Now, Link's Awakening, that was the one that was originally the Game Boy game, correct? Yeah, there was the Game
1: Boy one, and then there was Link's Awakening DX, which was the Game Boy Color Mm -hmm. version that added um, some well color obviously (laughs) it also added like a hidden dungeon and stuff um that that's the version i'm playing and then for the switch there was also um a remake that uses this kind of cool like kind of like clay toy looking art style that has come out fairly recently that it was like uh that's one of the reasons i'm so i
0: was gonna say it was almost chibi too (laughs) in a way Yeah, yeah
1: yeah it looks like toys it makes me happy they look like little cute toys like mascot toys and um so i was really surprised that I thought there was a good chance that we would never get a Game Boy online on Switch because they had just sold not only that, but also the Metroid 2 remake. And I'm like, there's no way that they're going to bring Game Boy there without giving us Link's Awakening and Metroid 2. And there's no way they're going to give us that while they're actively selling those games for full price. But I'll be damned if they didn't put both of them on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was was quite happy when I logged into my Switch the other day and was looking at the little selection. And I can't help but wonder, like, what else is going to come? I can I'm gonna put money on it right now but I'll, I'll bet one dollar oh not roller I, oh yeah, you know me <laughs> and I'm gonna pinch that dollar as you take it from me as I lose but I do not think that they will ever put Pokemon games on there
1: i I think you you're, you're pretty right, right.
0: probably right
1: just because the trading is gonna be difficult to pull off yeah then again they they were willing to do some online related updates to Goldeneye so you know maybe That's there's a chance. Enough.
0: Or maybe if they did but, do a Pokemon game on there, it'd be like the Pokemon trading card Game Boy game. Well, they do have Pokemon. Awesome. I they do think have that Pokemon they would snap do. on the Nintendo 64.
2: That's Isn't Stadium
1: true. coming out as well? Probably. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: And do you guys remember how cool it was back in the day <clears throat> to play Stadium yeah. and be able to put that little yeah. thing in the back of your controller and pop that Game Boy game in there and then play it on the TV? Yep. it was like, hell yeah, this is so cool. And now we just can emulate it <laughs> on whatever screen we feel like. You could probably get Pokemon, the original Pokemon games, to run on a refrigerator. That's new <laughs> enough.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> get Pokemon running inside Doom. I'm sure that exists already.
0: <laughs> now, if you can get Doom running oh, in man. Pokemon, yeah, that would be fun. You go up to the PC and you got like your Pokemon storage, you know, your item storage, Doom. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, man. So sorry.
3: There, what, what my uh, my third cat is uh, behind me. She's over by the curtains. <laughs> oh,
0: she, How many cats you got there? Three.
3: And she's the three. baby. She's good.
1: Gonna... I know Tito and Puke. Yeah.
3: Uh, Puke this everyone. is McGeera.
1: McGeera, that's right. You told yep, us. She's the one,
3: one where uh, her name was inspired by Megara from Hades. Right. Or Hercules. So, so
1: it sounds like a... I was going to say or Megara from Hercules. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Nah, Make it, Arc- Ma- Hades Megara Hades. from uh, Hades, because she's a cooler
0: character. <laughs>
1: yeah, fair let's enough.
0: I, can, uh... I mean, yeah.
1: They both hot, though.
0: <laughs> Megara and Hercules, I mean, you paint her however you want, Yeah, Disney. It's... She was not a good person. <laughs> yeah, she's she's too dark.
3: <laughs> oh, that, that's oh, racist. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me see. Go ahead and continue talking. Any- and let me see.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, anyway, Willie, what else you been up to, bud?
1: Um, let's see. Oh, I'm I'm really curious as to what this is gonna look like. Yeah, no, it's I, this is not this is not working, bro. Yeah, we'll say you could see like, her
3: white, but otherwise, yeah.
1: there's like a little dainty paws. That's yep. all we got. I
0: know that you and uh you and Nate been kicking some ass in some Rocket League recently.
1: Oh yeah, we uh recently did our placement matches for this new season. And we got into Diamond Two slash Diamond One, so getting to Diamond last season wasn't a fluke. So yeah. that feels good.
0: Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up.
1: Um. There was a, a recent Doom Wad that came out a while back that's like a really cool, horror themed one that I've been really enjoying as well. It's called uh, MyHouse.wad. And it starts off like when you go to the thread to download it, it, like, it acts like the story behind it is that this guy found um, a Wad that his friend had made before he died that was just a recreation of his actual house in Doom. And this was a really popular thing for people to do back in like the 90s was to just recreate your house in Doom. It was like one of the most popular you know, just first projects people would do. And so a lot of times people weren't really into it. It wasn't like, they weren't really all that special, but, you know, they were only interesting to the people that made it. But in the case of this one, you start off going into the house and, you know, you find a couple of low-tier monsters and you find the keys and stuff and leave the house. But then when you turn around and look back inside the house, there's monsters in there again. Hmm. And so when you go back in, things have changed slightly. And it keeps on building and building until, like, the just new rooms that have suddenly appeared in the house. There's like impossible geometry out of House of Leaves at one point in the game, and it keeps on getting stranger and stranger. Where you, the, the game, if you enter a cheat code, the game actually knows about that and has special responses for that. If you hit ID clip and try to leave the bu- uh, building, for instance, you will literally clip into the actual back <laughs> rooms. That's <laughs> awesome!
0: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah.
1: And it, it was just a really surreal psychological project that like, it, it starts off looking so simple and dumb, but then like I when the music starts sounding a little wrong and I don't know, it, it's it's very ominous and difficult to explain. Like it's more puzzle than anything else really. But I didn't have the patience to finish all of it, but I got through enough of it that I was like, man, this is really cool. I recommend anyone check it out if they just wanted to see something really weird being done in the Z-Dimension.
0: Oh yeah. Um, One thing I want to bring up Before I ask anybody else, like what's going on, I want because I want specifically Nate and Willie your opinions on this. They're shutting down multiverses for like six months to however long, and I'm just curious how you guys, being dude the you know two dudes that I know that played a lot of it, um, how do you feel about that? And do you think it's kind of odd? Cause it strikes me as very fucking odd. Like what game is in early access and then they take it out and you can't play it for six months. That's going to lose all its hype.
2: Yeah. I, mean, that's a, I think that's part of the problem with it. It already has lost a lot of its hype. Like the player base had been dwindling as it was, but me and Willie have actually talked about this quite a bit. There's, we think there's a little bit more behind the scenes going on and, Willie I want you to kind of cover some of it but like I honestly in my personal opinion I think they're gonna take it out and quietly never bring it up again and it'll never come back
0: yeah you think that What now what makes you think what, I mean, or what makes you guys think that
1: well we don't think it's necessarily certain but um, I mean I think there's a, 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 a I don't want to go on record as predicting they're definitely gonna old yellow this game but I, I do think that there's like a 20-30% chance at the minimum and the reasoning is so season two of the open beta, which they just called season two. They hadn't been using the phrasing open beta since the beta started. Like they'd been basically treating it as a full game, including selling a $100 founders pack item.
0: $100?
1: Yeah. It's, it includes oh. like a bunch of costumes and 25 character unlocks, which there aren't even 25 characters
0: yet. I've been so fucking. Oh, I'd already be mad. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Oh, yeah. I would <laughs> Yeah.
1: A good amount of money on this game. I'd be furious right now. Yeah. And uh so the season two was supposed to run until like February of this month. Or February of this month. That's not how I do. <laughs> uh February of this year. And then they quietly extended it out. They're saying, hey, we'll keep this going for a little while. Uh the this speculation behind the scenes was that they nearly had completed uh the characters of Legolas, Gandalf, and Godzilla. And then there were rights issues with all three of them. So all the work they've been doing for the last six months, they can't actually use now because there's been some kind of transfer of uh, adaptation rights of the Tolkien estate. I don't really know what happened with Godzilla, actually. But so that's like all that they've been working on. does Sony own Godzilla? Isn't that? I, I don't know who actually owns Toho Studios, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of weird like mashup of rights. Because like, even if they own the movie rights, that doesn't necessarily mean they own the video game adaptation rights. Quick question for
0: you, Willie. Toho. Is that that T-O-U-H-O-U?
1: No, this is uh, Toho. So it's T-O-H-O. Oh, okay. It's different. I was going to say,
0: I've always wondered how to pronounce that, but okay, now I still wonder. Uh,
1: it, it's pronounced the same way, but longer. It's more like Toho.
0: And a bottle of rum. <laughs> um, Alright, so <laughs> man, that's just, it's just so wild to me. It makes me worry about games like, uh, like I paid for... Uh, for me and Megan to play um, that Disney Starlight Starlight Valley or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I almost said Stardew Valley. Um, but here's the fun fact that I didn't realize. That game, you can pay for the early access. Eventually, that game's going to come out and be free to play for everybody. Mm. But I didn't realize that at the time. But also, it makes me be like, okay, well, when this game becomes free to play, <clears throat> am I then going to have to pay for all this stupid shit that y'all are going to try to hawk off to make money on the game? Or am I going to have some sort of "Quote unquote privilege," because I actually paid for this game. So,
2: or there are there uh, are some know. examples of games that have been free to play that that have were paid to play at first that went free to play. Um, two of the big ones that I can think of off the top of my head are Fall Guys and Rocket League. I know Willie had paid for Rocket League back in the day, and I actually paid for Fall Guys before it went free to play. And both of those games, when they went free to play, gave the people that had paid for the game previously a lot of perks, like free extra costumes and stuff for your characters in Fall Guys, free cars and stuff in Rocket League, I believe. Um, but then everything else, like now you still have to pay for anything on top of what you were given for that effort in the past.
0: But they at least compensate you some. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, you received a whole bunch of legacy items in Rocket League. I think uh, when Team Fortress 2 went free to play, because that was like maybe one of the first big games that went from that one model to the other. Um, like I feel like they, I think they gave you like a, a very special hat or something. Which if you don't know in Team Fortress Two hats are like hats are gold. Basically, if you have cool hats, you are you are cool, and if you don't have cool hats, you're a noob. <laughs>
0: um, I, I mean I can think of some games that did that as well because like uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic was an MMO. I mean, I mean most of the ones I can think of are MMOs, but like you know that went mm-hmm. free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know what they did. I'm sure they gave them some of the, uh, you know the currency that you have to pay for and they were like hey go spend this however you'd like i assume um elder scrolls online went free to play um excuse me it's buy to play so you had to buy the game but then once you do you don't have to pay a subscription to play it okay you can okay and there are benefits to that yeah. and that's the same way fallout 76 is okay um but i <sighs> real quick real quick quick qualm with elder scrolls online one of my favorite things to do in any mmo is go and farm for like you know cool mounts i want a cool mount there are zero mount drops in elder scrolls online the only mounts you can get are on the cash store other than you can get a horse like in the game and then that's it but any of the cool mounts you can't go farm them you have to pay for them and i'm like that is stupid
3: I just did a little research. Yeah, right. Star Trek Online was, at when it was launched, it was a purchase with a monthly subscription. Now, it's a free-to-play game, but it, all the microtransactions just make it – it gets to a point where I think at level 45, the game be- no longer becomes uh, beatable. It's because it's one of those you have to mm-hmm. b-
0: pay to win. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's another thing that like plagues game likes games like that. Yeah. You know? So I just I don't know. I was just curious yeah. what you guys thought about the. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's the worst of all worlds too, because the games me and they were bringing up like Fall it's Guys, Rocket League, and um, yeah, yeah, Team Fortress. They're all cosmetic. Which I don't mind. And-
2: like I'll pay for a cosmetic upgrade mm-hmm. if I want it, but it's not going to affect my gameplay. Like in Brawlhalla I bought a costume that made one of the characters look like Chun Li because why the hell not? <laughs> and-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, dude. And there's like. Like uh, I like Smite. I don't play it often, but I do like that game because it reminds me of doing arenas back in the day in the golden age of World of Warcraft. But there's like, like skins in that game that are like, you can make characters look like members of Slipknot <laughs> and things like that. And I would absolutely <laughs> pay money for those because but they don't make you better. Yeah. Isn't Fortnite like yeah. that
2: too, where you can buy skins like <clears throat> and make you look like Spider-Man yeah. or something, but they don't. Yeah, make and you can be like the
0: rock, but they don't make you better <laughs> at the game. Yeah, exactly. And it's the stuff that's like you know, you can pay $10 and you get this sword that does 5,000 more damage than any sword that you can get in a drop. That's that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind in MMOs when you can buy the stuff that skips your levels because that's yeah. not going to make you any better. Like, your character is going to be a little stronger and everything, but somebody who's geared and knows what they're doing is still going to fuck you up. Right. As opposed to the games where you can just pay and be godly and no one can touch you because you have more money than them.
3: Yeah. Sorry, messing yeah. with my camera because McGira is trying right next to me. I'm trying to get uh
0: trying to get her, but it's just the cord's too short. Yeah. How many times you heard that in your life? Hey. Hey. Um <laughs> So anyways, off of the multiverses thing. I was just curious what you guys thought. Nate, what have you been up to recently, my brother? Yeah, it's been a pretty wild three
2: weeks. Just I know last episode I did a little rant about working and stuff, and so I started my new job, which has been Going really well so far. It's been a great time. I've really enjoyed getting to know my coworkers and things like that. Um, But other than that, I've really been trying to get myself settled into the new job and being home alone or away alone a lot, because either I've been traveling or Kayla's been traveling, so it's been a lot of trying to keep myself entertained. (laughs) But, oh man, so like last night, though, I decided I wanted to clean up my little game room, like this room that I record the podcast (laughs) in, and... I oh, yeah. almost made like a huge mistake. <laughs> so, like a few weeks ago, I went to the arcade with Paul um, and bought a bunch of video, like, well, a bunch but, like three video games, like a couple super, a couple um, Sega Genesis games, and a Super Nintendo game. But like, I never put them away or anything, so they were just kind of sitting in this little black bag in my room, and I was kept intending to put them away. Apparently, at some point, I forgot about that, and I started using that bag to throw trash in. <laughs> and so I ended up throwing that into the bigger trash can and I just didn't even think about it and then later that night I was like for some reason my brain started thinking about Yakuza and specifically Yakuza 0 and how you could play Super Hang-On in that game and how like one night I went into Yakuza just to play Super Hang-On because I felt like playing Super Hang-On I was like oh yeah I bought a copy of Super Hang-On a couple weeks ago when I was out with Paul and so like I leaned over to where my games are and I was like where the hell is that bag? And I was like, "Fuck!"
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so
2: like oh. I immediately go run to the trash can. It's like after midnight, and I'm just like, "Oh, but I wake Caleb. But I gotta go through this trash and see if I can find that black bag." And I found this the black bag under a bunch of coffee grounds <laughs> and all this other stuff. And
0: I'm just
3: like,
2: "Oh
0: no." I, Dude, I can just picture you in just like your pants or I guess uh, your like underwear. You know what I mean? And then just like a, a wife beater just running out of the trash can. Like, oh my God, I got a flashlight taken through. <laughs> Pretty much,
2: man. And it was just like in the trash can. I finally found that black bag. It had other trash in it too. Um, luckily, I because luckily, like, I'd taken out a couple other trash cans that had gone out to the road and gone. So I'm really thankful that this wasn't one of those. So I got this one out. I got the games out and they're fine. But like. You know that moment of a panic attack where you realize you almost threw a copy of Final Fantasy 4 for the Super Nintendo away in the garbage? Because that is one of the games that was in there. It was Terminator 2 for the Sega Genesis, Super Hang-On for the Sega Genesis, and Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 for the Super Nintendo. I was like, good God, I would never have forgiven myself had I thrown away a copy of Final <laughs> Fantasy 2 slash 4. Oh, it's just,
1: just... I would have felt guilty, oh, uh, man. Like, Mo, I've done another, I've done a disservice to games that preservation. That is how <laughs> I
2: legitimately felt, honestly, because like it's corny as hell, but like I collect all these games, and I feel like I take care of them, and that's part of me preserving something I care about: history, video games. Like, I have so many NES games, like a few Genesis, a few Super Nintendo, but like. Like I do look at it that way. Like I'm preserving a part of history by collecting these games. I feel responsible for them. Something happened to them. It'd be make me feel really bad. So I was like, Good God! I'm glad I found these and brought them back out, and they
0: didn't get dumpstered. Oh that, yeah, that, that would have been fucking brutal, and I would have gave you a massive pile of shit for you. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe
2: that I made that huge oh. mistake, especially because like. If so it was two copies of Super Mario Brothers for the NES, that's one thing because those are a dime a dozen. But like mm. Final Fantasy two slash four, I'd have felt like shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that you fucking had that thought. Yeah. So Camrocho coming through. Yeah. So Jakus Zero and Super Hang On, Jakus <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: saves lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man,
2: is there anything else you'd like to bring up? No, nah, I think that's about it for me, man.
0: What about you, Jeff? What you been playing recently, my good sir? Uh. It's a couple games I've been
3: dabbling into. Uh, the game that we're going to be talking about today, uh, I've dabbled in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 for a little bit, and that's still a uh, S-tier game. It's fantastic.
1: Man... On the Patreon we were talking about procedural generation, but that game has one of the other things that's also similar to procedural generation, which is just emergent behaviors where so many systems run into each other and wacky shit happens. And I just want to know, did you get any wacky stories from your last couple play sessions of uh no, RDR?
0: I nothing that's uh, no. worth telling. I, I have a couple the last time I played. And I think I might have talked about these on YabSpot or another show, but Jeff, you weren't here. So
1: You have definitely talked on the show about uh a nighttime incident where you accidentally did it in the day.
0: Yeah, uh, no, it might have been. Where you were like, was, on, refresh my memory." Uh,
1: you were like setting up to do some great heist at night.
0: And oh, 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 oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. like the vampires no. or something. And then just accidentally fired off my gun, yeah. and then he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. No, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that was just me, and like, and that was one of those things. It didn't fail the mission. I just now had to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> two others that jumped to my mind was that I was coming up on this lady, and. She's like, can you please help me, sir? Oh, my God, help me. So I slow my horse down, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to her, and she's like, could you help me? I need to get to such and such for some reason, and this fucking person on a carriage just comes barreling past me and just runs her over (laughs) mid-sentence. Boom! She's dead. Boom. Done. This carriage fucking flips. The horses go down. Both of them are dead. Dude driving the carriage is dead. And I'm just standing here in front of this fucking massacre. And somebody comes up and it says investigating. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so then I have to run because if they see me at this crime, they're going to think I had something to do with it. I guess because I need to go pay off some bounties or something. But like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And then this other time, I'm in, the, there's like a real marshy area. And I come walking up. A marsh? It's a Randy Marsh.
1: Nah.
0: Ah. um there's a there's this area so i come up and there's just someone hanging from a tree right? right they're like tied up beaten scars all over them and i'm like what in the fuck and they have a hood over them so i aim my pistol up because i'm going to shoot this rope to get this body down to see what's going on and as i'm aiming up and not looking i don't see the two red dots that are running towards me on the radar and i get tackled to the ground And it's these two dudes that look like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, like they live in the swamp. They're like savages almost Mm. like uh, they're like loincloths and like war paint on them and things like that. Uh, But they're like hillbillies at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) they tackle me Wrong turn, right?
1: They're born too young to have one of those Cajun shop (laughs) stores. So what
0: Cleavis and Earl do? So one of the things that you can do is if you draw your pistol and someone's near you and you hit the, uh, you can bash them with your pistol. So the one guy, like they're just, they have like knives and like a primitive, one of them's got like a primitive hatchet type thing. And dude comes at me and I hit the button. And instead of butting him with my gun, uh, Arthur just straight like turns to the side, sticks the pistol right up underneath his chin and just goes, boom, (laughs) and kills him. And I'm like, hell yeah. So then the other guy, just backed up, put three rounds into him and dropped him. So I'm like panicking now looking around for more of these dudes i'm like oh my god okay Ah, breathe so i shoot the body down um i shoot the rope and it falls and i go and i loot it and there's a note on it and i open it up and it's like man there's i've been out here camping and i can see these i feel like there's people watching me at night i think they're coming for me you know and all and it was these fuckers had killed this motherfucker and hung him from the tree (laughs) Like, and, and he wasn't like noose hung. It was like, he was like bound and then hung by like the binding behind him. Like he was just freaking hanging there. Like it was rough. And I'm just like, it's just something that happened. Just came up on it. I love that game. I'd love to play it for the show, but that is a, that's going to be another one. That's like, let's take the year yeah. and play that game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, uh, you've been, any of the other games you've been dabbling in?
3: Uh, I also dabbled uh, back into uh, American Truck Simulator. Actually, it's so uh, uh, you guys know I've moved I've moved into uh, Virginia's new home. Uh, uh, Congratulations. Last when did I move it? Like last Friday. So when it was when my computer was working in my home, worked perfect, you know, ran like a top, you know, and and, in a process of uh, moving it, I. I know I tur- did the proper procedures, turned everything off before I unplugged it. And so I moved it, you no, know, without issues, turned it turned on my computer, everything's running fine, but games like Beam NG Drive and uh, American Truck Simulator, the frame rate would drop. You know, it's you know, significant. It's just like I made no changes bet- from the moment I, from my home to Virginia's home, and yet... I was having frame rate issues. I mean, I finally figured it out, you know, basically I was gonna I, say. I had to uh delete uh, Sims 4 and made maybe one other tiny change, but otherwise I made no difference. I made no changes to my computer and yet the frame rates were been restored. So
0: was it a space on your hard drive issue because I know like if you start getting to the point where your drive's got like 50 50- gigs or less now i it. still ha-
3: it starts reading real i slowly. still have a uh, like two three hundred uh gigs available so the moral so of the story wasn't don't space, it them. wasn't this war <laughs> yeah i mean i have it still because it was a free to play game on uh, epic yeah but it's I mean, just like all right i'll have it sit in my uh folder but i'm not going to install it
0: i just want to point out that is actually another game that very recently went free to play is the sims 4 um yeah, the base right, game yeah. is free to play, and you do not want to know how much the deals all the DLC oh, yeah. would cost you <laughs> if it's not on sale. If it is on sale, it's still gonna cost you an arm and a leg, but dude, not on sale? Ooh, you better be a big fan of that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I love the Sims series, but after a certain point, there uh it gets to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna find I'm gonna get this other ways. <laughs>
1: There have been a million things I've heard criticism of EA for, and yet I still think that the Sims monetization scheme with DLC is one of the top three. <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: And you know, I hate to say it, um, the the people that make uh, Planet Coaster, um, Jurassic World Evolution, and those ga- they're the same way. I think it's Paradox or something like that. Like they mm-hmm. they put a lot of DLC into their games too. That just could be things that they just included in the game. But, I thought Paradox
1: were the people that made oh, the really, really nerdy, war, like, war sims. You are absolutely right. Give me
0: one second. Like, uh, Hearts of Iron and Europa, whatever. You are 100% right. I am thinking of Frontier. Frontier Development. Frontier. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. It's just like they'll release a, a DLC for twelve ninety nine, and you get, like, one ride and a couple things, and that's it. And it's just like, man, that's a lot of money for that. For and that's just for Planet Coaster as an example, but you know, oh, buy this new DLC. It comes with four new dinosaur types. It's only fourteen ninety nine. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah, um, but
1: if you think about it, dinosaurs have really long names. So if you think about it, you're paying by the letter, you're doing pretty good.
0: <laughs> oh
3: man! So I'm just well, I'm on Steam right now. I'm just looking up a Planet Coaster. If you want the complete collection,
0: one hundred and thirty one dollars. <laughs>
1: Hachimali!
0: Let's compare that, just real quick, for the fun of it, to The Sims 4. (laughs) Um, uh, There is no... So there are 64 DLC for The Sims 4. (laughs) If you want to add all of the DLC for The Sims 4 to your cart right now, with none of them on sale, and purchase them, it would cost you... $1,000 $1,044.37 $1000 $1044.37 Jesus dude Jesus Christ That's nuts dude that's like I thought it was expensive that the uh Galgun DLC that just makes everybody have nudity is like 90 bucks And if you if you go and read the reviews on that when people are like yeah yeah I paid for this I do I regret it <laughs> <laughs> only afterwards <laughs> <laughs> It's like that, that's oh, just funny. Um,
1: After that, post shmup clarity, yeah,
0: the post shmup clarity. Um, so you were talking about American Truck Simulator. I would like to also bring up that I have been playing some American Truck Simulator as well because I got myself a Logitech G nine twenty. Dude, at work was like, "Yo, I got a computer and I need a hard drive." I said, "Yo, I have an M two SSD." That I do not have a slot for on my board. Um, I'll sell it to you. He goes, I'll trade you the, the wheel that you wanted that I have for it. I was like, you know that's not a fair trade. Like, I should be giving you this plus some money for that wheel. Nah, man, it's all good. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So we, we, I take it to work. We're doing the swap. And our boat, like Nick that we work with, like, are you trading a hard drive for a wheel? He looks at Lane. He goes, you know, that's not a fair deal, right? Yeah, I know. Me and Dalton talked about it. And he looks back at me. I'm like, I tried to tell him. <laughs> like, I don't want you to think I'm ripping him off. Like, I tried to tell him that I, <laughs> I should give him a little more money for this. But no. so anyway, bring it home. It didn't have the connector piece that like because I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this plugs into like in the back where your keyboard and mouse things used to plug in on a computer. That's weird. No, it's actually a connector that goes on there that has a USB. And I was like, fuck and so i text lane and i was like hey if you find this piece that's missing can you, you bring it to me he's like yeah man, sure and i started thinking to myself i'm like i have one of those i've just seen it around like you know what i mean like you're just like yeah i like, just yeah. seen this laying around somewhere so i looked all over the fucking place couldn't find it felt really defeated sat back down in my chair right where i'm at we're looking at you guys and i looked over at my closet and went I bet it's underneath that shit up there. And I I looked at the very top of my closet and just like lifted up this pair of pants that's up there. And it was just laying there. And I went, how the fuck did I remember that? (laughs) Grabbed it, plugged it in, plugged it into the computer. And here's what freaked me out. So I plugged the wheel in. And the first thing that it did, once I, I'm sorry, I plugged it in, it didn't do anything. And it wouldn't recognize it. I downloaded Logitech G-Hub. And as soon as I did that and opened that up and it recognized the wheel, the wheel by itself turned all the way to the left. Then turned all the way to the right and then whipped around and centered. And I was like, whoa, okay. So first, of course, I'm like American truck simulator loaded up. Actually, I think I might have loaded up Euro truck simulator first, but then I had to map all my buttons, which was, I had to look up like, all right, what have other people done? And then I'll kind of work from there. And I got it set up comfortably. Um, Was not expecting for the wheel itself to have haptic feedback and vibration and things because I'm like driving along. And I hit a little bump in the road and it was like my wheel went, Whoa. I went, what the fuck? And then I'm like driving and I accidentally got a little over to the left and my wheel started going like I was riding over the things on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, this is this shit's so cool. Um and then I also learned that controller, wheel, it's the same. Uh if you're approaching a curve and you think you can take it at 70, you can't. Um Because I went around and I was like, oh, this is going fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why is the world tilting? Boom. (laughs) And I'm just on my side and then my truck turned over and I was like, damn, I was on a 28 hour delivery and I was 11, (laughs) 11 hours in and couldn't figure out because I'm an idiot and I decided to just cancel the mission and then figure out how to call the tow truck when I could have just called the tow truck and continued on, but so, yeah, wasted that. But Or just go back to a, it earlier auto <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that either. Sometimes your boy's dumb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's that been a lot of fun. Um, today I loaded up Harvestella because I've been seeing Brian play so much of it recently. So I was like, man, I'm going to give that game another, another play. And um, I'm probably going to sink some hours into that game. Like, Harvestella is so fun. It... It reminds me of like if you took Harvest Moon and Ease and put them together, and then added some Square Enix flair, some Squeenix on there. Um, that's what it reminds me of. And it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I've also had a hankering for some 2D JRPGs, so I snagged. Um, and my, my recent games is probably all fucked up. And oh yeah, here we go. Uh, I got the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend, <laughs> which was a. Uh, it's like a, I think of their Game Boy games. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I got Legend of Mana, and then I got Saga Frontier remastered, and then I got one called Toho, and this is another one Toho. That's how you said it was longer, like that. You can just say you
1: can just say Toho. People, okay, you
0: Toho uh, Mistia's.
1: It, it's longer in Japanese. It's a single or a doubled vowel instead of a
0: single uh, Toho Mistia's Izakaya, which is a restaurant simulator where you go out and gather ingredients and then serve stuff in that. But it's based in the Toho. Um. World, so you're playing as characters from those games and things like that. Which I, I believe those are all shoot 'em ups, right? That's like a big genre of shoot 'em up. The main, the main series is shoot 'em ups, okay. yeah.
1: But there are also a lot of like the, the dude is really permissive with the licensing and lets ba- people basically do whatever they want as long as they're not like mega commercial with it or whatever. But like, uh so they're like, and some of those games even get upgraded to the canon, like there are fighting games and uh like a Metroidvania and stuff like that. Okay,
0: that's cool. Um Yeah, I look forward to checking those out. I have not yet. Because I haven't, like, been like, okay, let's play a JRPG. But I wanted to, like, have some because I've been really craving loading into one. So I might check out one of those, uh, like, Collection of Saga. Like, Game Boy games aren't super long. So I'll see, maybe see how they are. Right. Um, I also picked up Days Gone because I've heard Dan from Factory Sealed um, rave about that that game was really good. Despite some jank. And you guys know me. Jank doesn't bother me all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I snagged, while it was on sale, um, Lightning Returns. The final fantasy 13 three because there that was the one i didn't have so now i got all of those um i put together a wrestling promotion for fire for a wrestling world that's going to be interesting yeah, i got yeah. some some input from the boys and uh grumpy Jeff Dref- grumpy jeff's pro wrestling gonna be coming soon gjpw <laughs> keep an eye out for it uh grumpy jeff's pro wrestling power hour that'll be over on the yeah! feed. Um, Unless it becomes more popular than the Abspot episode, then I'm going to make it its own thing. But but, uh, the only other thing that I snagged last night was because I had some extra cash and it was on sale for stupid cheap. I got Greedfall, which is kind of like a double A RPG. You play as a, I believe, a swashbuckler type character. So this looked interesting. Um, Also, uh, so the show got delayed a week, by the way. That's on me. That's my bad. Um, I I half wanted to delay it a week because I knew that Nate would be out of town and we'd be able to put a little more time into No Man's Sky. And I'm glad we did that because I believe you got to do everything that you wanted to do in the game with that time. Um but also, I had to put down Daisy a couple weeks ago, or maybe, maybe just a week ago now, and uh, that was rough, and I just didn't feel like being cheery <laughs> uh, for, the, for the show. So I do apologize for the uh, the gap, but I'm sure that all of our listeners understand, and uh, they were enjoying the near episode in the meantime, because I've been watching that number com- rise every day, which is nice. There's nothing to apologize um, there, friend. Yeah, just needed some time. Uh, the one other thing that I will touch on that Nate will be able to kind of relate to this okay so you've heard the sagas of me and Nate and Forza Horizon 4 where it's like that game just plays beautifully for like 30 minutes to an hour and then we'll just freeze and crash and we've talked about that no need to get into that but I got Forza Horizon 5 now I get paid Wednesday and the sale ends Thursday I might pick it up again now that I know the fix to it, but for some reason I would try to load the game. It would start to load. And I mean like three seconds worth and it would crash. And I tried again and, and, and mind you, I got the version that had all the DLC. Cause I'm like, yeah, give me that hot wheels. Yeah. Give me them hot wheels tracks mm-hmm. and shit. I want to, that's the main reason oh, yeah. I want horizon five is cause I want fucking the hot wheels stuff. Um, so I bought the hot wheels game, hot wheels. Uh, instead oh. of, uh, but, uh, we'll, but, we'll, uh, but so the, uh, it just it kept crashing and then it would load a little further in and then crash load a little further in crash load a little further in crash and i tried this 16 times before i said all right fuck it and it loaded in on the 17th try and i played for a while and then i was like okay and i closed out of it went and did something else came back was like i'm going to play it again tried to load it up crashed loaded it up crash loaded it up crash loaded up crash okay i'm returning this motherfucker so i returned it Then I looked up what the problem was. (laughs) Cause again, sometimes your boy's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: And then he called a tow truck (laughs) for his hot
0: wheels. (laughs) So I, uh, I looked on Google and I was like, why is this crashing? And I kept finding like all these different reasons that people were having it crashed. And none of it sounded like what was I was dealing with. And then I came upon a Reddit post, much like I always do is when I go to Reddit, that's where I get my answer. It's never on any of these websites that are like, oh, here are the five things that could fix your crash. Have you tried restarting your computer? (laughs)
1: Oh my God! No, if you need a technical answer for something, Reddit or Stack Overflow are the only places to look. So occasionally Quora.
0: Occasionally, I have found answers on Quora, very very rarely, but sometimes somebody's got a nugget of knowledge on there. Um, So I'm on Reddit and I find it, and it says, "If you happen to have the Windows, and I think it's pronounced Nahimic, it's N A H I M I C, Nahimic." It's a sound driver it type sounds, thing.
1: That sounds like an obscure classification of SCP. Right. It's like one of the ones that's only used in three articles. It's even scarier than Apollyon.
0: <laughs> so um, they're like, if you have this horizon, no like you. this. So mm. if you have to go into your um, I'll, I'll control, delete, task manager. Jesus Christ, couldn't think of that. Go into your task manager and actually close out that program. And then the game will run fine. So I was like, "Okay, how do I get rid of that?" Because I use FX Sound for most of my sound stuff, so I don't really need this other stuff. Well, turns out the Nahemic thing is is installed on your computer by Windows.
1: It, isn't Nahemic where the Saiyans fought against Frieza?
0: I believe so, and they put that shit on your computer. <laughs> and damn, so it's installed by Windows. You. It, it apparently is. it is very hard to uninstall it, and the next time you restart your computer, Windows will automatically reinstall it again. So, here's my question to you boys. Windows is Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 5 is fucking Microsoft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why is this a thing? Why? Bill Gates, answer me. <laughs> I need to know. Why is this a thing? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And you know what's the weird thing is I've downloaded on Game Pass. I've downloaded Forza Horizon Five before. Ran fucking fine. Why? <laughs> I don't understand.
2: Oh, I don't understand oh. why Forza Horizon Four won't work with an NVIDIA card when NVIDIA is probably the most popular graphics card for
1: PC gaming. <laughs> I want to build a PC game that doesn't work on Pentium Street. <laughs> it oh, makes wait, they're not called Pentiums anymore. Intel's Intel Core makes me
0: want to buy Forza Horizon Four for Willie because he's got an AMD card and be like, dude, does this crash when you play it? Because <laughs> if like wh- Why <laughs> again? Just why? I don't understand. Microsoft fixed your shit. Yeah. Everything that we talk about on this show gets somehow gets willed into existence. Microsoft fixed your shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Sony port Gran Turismo to, to a PC, <laughs>
0: and Sony give us Gran Turismo Seven, yeah. And Steam put a set of Corsa, a Corsa on sale. Thank you. I would like to get that for seven and I ninety-nine. I saw that
1: one Lamborghini game from the Nintendo sixty-four. Let's get that too. Uh,
0: yeah, give us hard driving too, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, a hard driving when it's not running on a 16-bit system would probably be awesome. Oh, I caught that big reach that kitty did. Hello.
0: I can't like turn this fucking AC on. It's hot up in his bitch. It is warm <laughs> in, up, <right>? in here.
1: <laughs> you look like you're glistening that's a little. Just, that's the pol- that's the polite way you say it when a woman is sweating.
0: <laughs> you're glistening. Uh, you're glowing. Thanks. <coughs> well, boys.
1: I don't know why I chose to be weird. I'm not. I, I don't mean the sexism. <laughs> so I'm just being a jerk.
0: This week. Oh, yeah. One more thing before
2: we get into the episode I want to bring up. So yeah, please. Um, a couple days ago was April Fool's Day, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So
2: I love when April Fool's kind of goes this way. It's like, I feel like this is the way it should go. So Sega went on their Twitter was like, oh, <laughs> was yeah. Like, Announced a new game on Twitter that day. And it legitimately was a real game that came out. It was just kind of like their little April Fool's joke for their Sonic fans. But they put a game on Steam called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Which ended up being this cute little mystery visual novel type thing. that was a lot of fun. And it's just like, man, that's a good April Fool's prank. One of my favorites. Like, I wish more people did stuff like that other than the generic things that are horrible. Like, people like, Guess who's pregnant? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: Look at this product we're pretending yeah. to sell. So, it's like, actually Hanging. just throwing
2: out a joke game that's actually well-written and fun and kind of wholesome and good. Yeah. <laughs> and-
1: uh, yeah, I played through it, too, and as someone who's not super into the whole Sonic canon, like, that was the most I've liked Blaze the Cat, in, or not Blaze the Cat, Roche the Bat in a while.
3: I will say this actually reminded me, a buddy of mine sent me this through Facebook. It is, it, it, this was also on uh, April Fool's, the next Mario game they're going to release. It's There's going to be an option where it changes the voice to the voice actors in the Mario movie. So, like, <laughs> Bowser will sound like Jack Black, Toad will be a... Keegan Michael uh, Key. That's funny. <laughs> uh, can
2: we just yeah, can we have nice. can we pick and choose? Can we have all those people, but just keep Charles Martinet for
1: Mario? <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna keep the original voice caps, but have Mario, uh, Chris Pratt just going, "Hey, wahoo!" <laughs> well,
3: wahoo! Well, my joke was bring bring back Bob Hoskins.
1: Oh uh, well, you'll have to bring him back
0: very far. Hey, we'll t- why don't <laughs> we just bring Captain Lou? <laughs> I was going to yep. say Captain Lou Albano yeah <laughs> Luigi the fuck are you doing uh, um,
1: s- uh, good news for Chris Pratt haters according to a high mortality rate involved in being Mario watch your back Charles Martin we care for you
0: oh man um, so that, uh, one other one that I can think of that Sega did because back then it was still Sega was they announced that the next Yakuza game was going to be turn based oh wow and everybody instead of freaking out about it was like yeah that sounds really cool you should do that <laughs> to the point that RGG Studios was like well fuck alright let's make it turn based and they scrapped every all the combat that they had done for that game and then built Yakuza 7 like a dragon into the turn based game that it is now and now those series have split and Yakuza is going to stay Turn based, wild, <laughs> which is just so strange to me. Or I guess it's like a Man, dragon. I felt now. for
1: an April Fool's. Yeah, I felt for an April Fool's joke this year too because I mostly slept through <laughs> April Fool's Day, and uh, so I got up on the second and felt like people wouldn't still be carrying on the joke if it was still an April Fool's joke. So uh, Chess. dot had pretended that they sold it to uh, the Grandmaster Anishgiri, who is basically kind of a meme because he always draws in all of his games like he never wins he never loses he just plays to tie everything <laughs> and they even they even build up a bunch of bots on there where it's all bots that try to tie you deliberately but they're it's obviously a niche giri dressed up as some of their other bots nice
0: I, i've always liked when uh, i think it was porn hub did where like you'd be watching something and at the bottom of your screen it would just popped up like Videos successfully shared to Facebook group <laughs> successfully shared to that's Twitter annoying. and people would just, Oh my god <laughs> and go and look and be like, Oh oh thank god Is that, No April you Fool's bastards. Yeah. I, I honestly I fucking hate April Fools that's for the most terrible. part because people Yeah just people are really shitty with it, but there are some gold nuggets.
1: Here's my opinion about April Fool's Day. If you're not the kind of person that's comfortable making jokes until it's the designated day to be a silly little fool, you're not good enough at jokes to be making <laughs> April
0: Fool's yeah. jokes. Yeah, I, I did like a Ichi software put out one that they were like, we are going to be having, it's going to be a dating sim visual novel, which by the way, I saw like six or seven different companies put out that they're fucking April fools was they were making a dating sim involving their <laughs> characters. Um, But the Disgaea one was like, it'll be coming out in and then it gave a ridiculous Disgaea level number amount of amount of <laughs> years. Nice. And then uh, I think the other one was like there was going to be like a near one. And it was coming out in the year like 12,000. Nice. Some ridiculous, you know, it's just things like that. I don't mind those. Mm.
1: Um, We'll, we'll finish the sweet coding dating sim as soon as we finish coding all 108 <laughs> paths.
0: Oh my goodness. That would be ridiculous. Speaking of, dude, I can't wait for that remake to come out on Steam, the sweet coding one and two remakes, because then maybe I'll finally play them.
1: I yeah I never got into it either, but I knew people who were really into those games back in the day because again they loved the fact that they had a ridiculous number of characters.
0: Yeah, dude, There's so many people you can recruit. Um, but all right, um, yeah, fuck Evil Fool's Day. <laughs> <Moving> <laughs> from- <laughs> but no, I'm, I I still I do I did uh, add that Sonic game to my library, so I, I would like to try it at some point. It's and it's fun. It only took about like a little less than two hours. And- let me just say that I was I was personally happy as. A, as a friend and as a co-host of this show, that you played a visual novel and didn't hate it, <laughs> so that's a good that's a good thing because I got like two or three of them that I'd really like to play. <laughs> I might wait till they come up and they get voted for. If they if if they're on the list twice and they haven't been voted for, then I'll make it one of my picks. But um, we'll see. Um, so we played, gentlemen, this week. No, these few weeks a. I would say a little game, but it's not. We played a very, very big game called No Man's Sky. So let's get some O dubs in here the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit. No Man's Sky is an action adventure survival game developed and published by Hello Games. It was released Hello. worldwide for the PlayStation 4 and Windows on. In August of 2016, and for Xbox One in July of 2018, and for the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and S consoles in November of 2020, has the PlayStation Five seriously been out since 2020? Yeah, and it almost <laughs> has a game. Yeah, and it's it's just now becoming more readily available. <laughs> um, and and No Man's Sky also came out for the Nintendo Switch in October of 2022. And while ports for Mac OS and iPad OS are in development currently,
1: hmm. man, an iPad version would be yeah. super weird. Yeah,
0: I can't even imagine that. I'd imagine you can uh,
1: connect
2: a controller to an iPad these days and just kind of.
0: That's fair you know. because I can connect. You can connect Bluetooth like yeah. your DS4 and yeah, stuff to your yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the game is built around five pillars: exploration, survival, combat, trading, and base building. The players are free to perform within the entirety of a procedurally generated, deterministic open-world universe, which includes over 18 quintillion planets.
1: For those of you who don't know numbers, I believe a quintillion is a billion, billion, million? It's one in, fi- one in 18 the, zeros. Five,
0: yeah, I was say it.
1: So that's a billion, billion.
0: It's five in. I know that much. Because you got quintillion. And then you go quad. And
1: yeah, but they, they, they when they started Billion, that's 10 to the ninth. So trillion is 10 to the 12th. Yeah, it, it's 10, uh, one with 18 zeros. I'll afterwards. tell you
0: what, dog. You 10 to the ninth. I'll 10 to this 8th. How you doing?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, through the game's procedural generation system, planets have their own ecosystems with unique forms of flora and fauna, and various alien species may engage the player in combat or trade within planetary systems players advance in the game by mining for resources to power and improve their equipment buying and selling resources using credits earned by documenting flora and fauna or trading with the aforementioned life forms building planetary bases and expanding space fleets or otherwise following the game's overarching plot by seeking out the mystery around the entity known as the atlas so uh i I am going to read this next paragraph and then i actually want to split this next section up um uh, Sean Murray, the founder of Hello Games, had wanted to create a game that captured the sense of exploration and optimism of science fiction, writings and art from the 1970s and 80s. Uh, The game That makes a lot of sense. The game was developed over three years by a small team at Hello Games with promotional and publishing help from Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, The game was seen as an ambitious project for a small team by the gaming media. And Murray and Hello Games drew significant attention leading it to its release. Now. This is where I ask everybody, what was your first impression? But I'm going to split this because two of us here or the four of us. There's two of us that have a very, very different first impression than the other two of us. So I'm going to (coughs) start with Jeff and I being the OGs Um, because Jeff, you much like me, you got this like release, right? I got this very shortly after release. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I I pre-ordered this game. So, before I ask, because Nate and Willie came in recently, now that it's real good. Jeff, you can remember, much like I can, how bare bones this game was when it first came out. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. I can. So, 2016, I can't even believe it was that long ago. 2016, you get the game. What was your first impression?
3: Well, let me tell you a little story, actually, before we get into we playing the game. So before I was still I still have my p s three I'm currently playing New Vegas, and I remember I had to go over to visit my brother. I think I owed need to owe him some money nothing serious it's not, it's nothing shady
1: sure sure anyway so I didn't think it was shady
3: until you said that <laughs> what's the statue of limitation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's this little lady it's this big lady that stands in the harbor near Ellis uh, Island okay. and holds torch <laughs> I might have misheard
3: the no, question but, I'm uh, sorry. So I, anyway I, I went to go visit him and I saw him actually playing No Man's Sky you know, and I, just, I was just watching him play for about five minutes and th- that's all it took I'm like see ya I went to the nearest Best Buy I bought a PS4 and <laughs> Nomad Sky immediately, oh, right there and then. Just okay. it's just like so you went hard. Yes, I did. I, I saw it. I'm just like gotta have it now. So now uh, get into the my first impression. And you are absolutely right. It was it was, at the time it was a bare bones game. There were, there was nothing involved. Literally, the only things you could do. When when I uh, started playing was base building and exploration. Nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing. There's um, nothing you could do in that
0: game that was what it is now. But I, I remember vividly, um, like loading into that first planet and everything, and telling you to go mine your resources mm-hmm. and everything. And the first planet I loaded into immediately had some sort of storm and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was like, getting huh. more sodium, five head. <laughs> Thanks. Um, So I was, like, running around, and I eventually, like, loaded in. Because you die in that very beginning. There's no save. So you start, and it generates you on another planet. So I'm running around, and I'm like, this is so cool. Like, dude, I'm on a planet. That's the size of a planet. Oh, this is so cool. Mm. And I'm running around. I'm like, man, all this looks really flat. And there's just, like, a couple hills. And then I see this creature. And listen, you guys think that you saw some silly shit now. Do you remember on that one planet that we were on, Nate and Willie, the the thing that was like the giant cow, but it had the really tiny little butterfly wings that it flew? So think about every creature you see is that ridiculous. That's how it was in the beginning. Like I would uh, or there would just be like a lot of those little bear creatures running around like a fucking Ewoks. Just like that was that was it. And. You know, in the trailers and stuff, you had seen these big, giant dinosaurs and these flowing rivers and grass, and and that was not what it was. (laughs) Nope.
1: Why did you sound so much like Vince McMahon, the way you said grass? You're like,
0: grass! Goddamn pal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Maybe I should shave my mustache down to here and dye my hair jet (laughs) black and look like...
1: Oh, yeah, so uh, as of the, uh, yesterday, there was the news that Vince McMahon has uh, announced and they've confirmed it that the company, that the parent company of UFC Endeavor Group is going to be merging UFC and WWE into one new company that's like a subsidiary of them. And there's a press conference and you see Vince McMahon and he genuinely – if you're used to Vince McMahon as he appeared on WWE and the natural direction he was aging in, he took a weird, like a huge leap to the side where he now has like a weird, lumpy, thin mustache and he's dyed his hair all completely brown. Dude,
0: he, he looks like Snidely Whiplash. He looks like he's about to tie a lady with some huge cartoon
1: <laughs> When you send that picture, I'm like he looks like someone that John Waters will look at the mustache and be like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just it's insane.
0: Um, but yeah, so I want to say like, and I guess I'll, i wait until I get everybody's thing, but I do, I want to talk about how this game is a good example of overhype, but we'll, but we'll get mm. to that. I just wanted to plant that seed in y'all's mind so you can think about it a little bit. Um, so they started to release updates. Like I can have this thing pulled up right here, so I'm going to run through them in 2016 onward. There's been the Foundation update, the Pathfinder update, the Atlas Rises update, the No Man's Sky Next, which was the Xbox release, the Exocraft rework, the Abyss, Visions, the Beyond VR update when they first put in VR in 2019, Synthesis, Bite Beat, Living Ship update, the Exomech update, Crossplay, Desolation Origins, the Halloween update, the Next Generation update, which put up, made the graphics better, made it put it onto the new systems. Companions, Expeditions, Beachhead Expedition, Prisms, Frontiers, Cartographer's Expedition, Emergence Expedition, Sentinel Update, the Exobiology Expedition Update, Outlaws and the Blighted Expedition Update, Leviathan Expedition, Endurance, Polestar Expedition, Waypoint, which was the Switch release, and the Fractal and Utopia Expedition Update. That was the PSVR2 update. Now, those are all the updates that happened before you guys came in. Is what I'm getting at. Like, no, no these are actually they, the major updates the
3: ones that oh, yeah, really yeah. change the game because the the game basically every day gets an update just to try to fix all the little bugs you know people you know that's fair <laughs>
1: every day I'm bug fixing <laughs> dun,
3: dun, 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 but dun, dun, dun.
0: it's just uh what what always struck me was that they've always been free This game came out, you paid for it, and everything they've released since then has been like, here you go. Sorry, the game wasn't what it was supposed to be when we released it.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good point because I looked up some of the updates because a lot of the stuff that I thought was interesting beginning of game stuff, I looked up and it's like, this was added in the origin update. And I clicked on that. I'm like, this major update could have been released as a DLC if they were scumbags about it.
0: But no, they were like, we weren't able to give you the game that you wanted, so we will eventually give you the game that you wanted and more, which is what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for example, back when me and Jeff first started and after this, I promise I'll get to you guys and what you guys think. Um, when you tried to, you know, the ore deposits that are in the ground Mm -hmm. that you need the terrain manipulator for, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But like, uh, you could just mine those with your mining laser. Yep. Like there was no terrain manipulator at first. That was all added. And it's just it's just wild to me. And it's, Jeff, I'm sure it is to you, too. Just, like, loading into the game now and being, like...
3: Well, what I, Wow. First thing I, I remember is you're talking about how each planet just looked like these flat planes. There was a time when, in order for you to mine this mineral, I can't remember what it was, If they look like giant blue rectangular monoliths.
0: That's right. Holy shit, I forgot about that. You would find these giant, like... Yeah, monoliths, or they would be huh. rounded like big rocks mm-hmm. that were just an element. Or it would be like emerald or something like that. And those were the ones that you start getting those too much, and the Sentinels would come up and be like, Hey, what are you doing over here? Yep. Let me scan you.
1: Uh. <laughs> you make them sound like little busybodies who are about to post about it on the x <laughs>
0: Well, we don't know what they sound like.
1: It's all a suspicious There's still so gank. much we don't know about the <laughs> Sentinels.
0: Some Somebody comments, you're always suspicious of the geck.
1: Well, they're always
3: being suspicious. We'll, g- we'll get to the geck. I got something to say about that.
0: <laughs> so, boys, with you coming in with what the game is now, what were your first impressions coming in?
1: Uh, um i will will take a first point on this and then let nathan give his first impression of the game then i'll give my first impression of the game but this game's release was infamous to the point where like it was absolutely a moment of schadenfreude for any of us who weren't interested in the pre-release hype to see how badly this game fell on its face when it was launched
0: there was a day there was one active player on steam
1: yeah, it, this game looked like it was going to die. It looked like it was going to fall on its face. And for their credit, Hello Games absolutely just t- white knuckled it. Put everything they could into it, and really like impressed people. Like it, it was a similar story to Fallout sixty or seventy six, mm-hmm. where it launched as an absolute mockery, but eventually turned into an actual game people wanted to play. Yeah. So that was my first impression of the game was not playing it, but rather. Uh, hearing it, its reputation rising or fall and
3: and, rise.
0: And quickly, oh, go oh,
3: ahead. I was just going to say. So, like one of the first things that uh, Hello Games was prom- promised they would offer, you know, the game on release was online play. Well, listening mm-hmm. to all those uh, updates that uh, Dalton mentioned, I believe that was no-, no Man's Sky. Next, that was two years after the game's release when the f- game finally became
0: online. Wow. Yeah. And
1: and before then, they lied about it. They straight up had said like, oh, there's totally online play. You just haven't run into anybody yet.
0: Yeah. And then quickly people online are like, no, no, no. We're definitely on the same planet in the same coordinates. And there's no one. Because, wow. you know, the internet. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. And you think the multiplayer was kind of janky. Now, when it first came out, it was pretty fucking janky. But it was cool. to like, I hopped in a world with Eric from Factory Sealed. And he stood there, and like he always makes this joke where he does these. He'll be like, "Yeah, that's how we do it, Hank Fist, America." <laughs> All right, Hank Fist—that's his Merica character—is Hank Fist. So like, he showed up on the planet, and I used the terrain manipulator and the uh, the build thing to just spell out Hank Fist and Big Rock. <laughs> and it was just—it was a cool moment, yeah. right? And, but uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to say I, I got some validation with this game because when it first came out, I was so hyped. I was talking about it on the factory sealed group. They were, They would bring it up how hyped they were on the episode, and they would talk about how hyped I was. And then the game came out, like they say in the wrestling business, and then that damn bell rang. <laughs> like they're good on the mic, and then that bell had to ring because <laughs> they shit in the ring. Um, but um,
1: like like they say in the wrestling business, the drizzling, the drizzling
0: shits. shits. Yeah, it just it wasn't good. Isn't that a weather every pattern time they would... in No Man's Sky? <laughs> 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 yeah i believe that's where you can find the creature van hammer
1: <laughs> damn I had to light up a 90s wcw dude why wow. uh he was alive oh no i can't say much live wire.
0: no okay so um but what was i talking about am <laughs> sorry it completely derailed me
1: um uh the game getting its first updates i think it didn't. Oh, yeah, and you were with the Factory Steel boys. Oh, the
0: factory so, yeah, so every time they would bring up that game, they would go, Dalton Suda, and just make a fart noise. Because they were like, <laughs> No Man's Sky is... the del- <laughs> Eric did like a 45-second long fart noise about No Man's Sky one time. <laughs> just <laughs> like to the point where you could hear him gasping for breath when he was done. And uh, <laughs> wasn't that long ago that I was listening to an episode, and Dan... From the show and then we're talking about it and they were like, listen, we have to we have to like give kudos and apologize to our listener Dalton Suter because they're like, he just, he's always sung the praises of No Man's Sky and saw the good in the game and sure enough, you go back to, and he's been saying lately that this game is amazing now give it a second chance well, Eric loaded it up on his PS5 and was like, this game is fucking incredible now, and I was like yes yes i would not steer you wrong grasshoppers (laughs) and it was just so nice to hear because it's like i want people that played it in the in the beginning and was like man this game is dog shit because it really
3: kind of was here's my real first impression yes the game the, the developers lied about a lot of things it was one of those oh you'll you'll be able to do all this stuff eventually Here's the thing. I never found the game terrible. It just got to a point where, like, after an hour play, it's just like this is boring. You've seen everything. I've seen, yeah, everything. seen everything. This everything. is just boring. I'll I'm done for the day. I'll come back to it. So the next time you play, it's like you play for an hour, maybe two. I'm bored. I'll. So that's that's how it was for the first couple years.
0: But I saw that potential. Yes. In it, you know. So okay. So now that that's out, Nate. First impressions, load up the game. I have two first impressions questions. Wow, that was hard to say with a dip in. Two first impression questions for you, sir. But we'll get to the second one in a minute. So what was your first impression? Loading in, you are now in
2: the So game. I kind of have two experiences as first impressions of this game. The one was like, I actually bought this game well over a year ago and loaded in and started playing it by myself, right? And so I ended up on this first planet and... It's starting to tell me to do all this stuff, and I didn't make it very far before I got kind of frustrated with it, because it, the tutorial's not great, in my opinion. It It's really a lot better when you have somebody that's done it before and can kind of guide you through it. So my first impression was I played it for like 15 minutes, ended up in a nuclear storm and died, and I said, eh, I'm over this. And you are like, play on Creative Mode. I was like, I don't want to play on Creative Mode. I want to play the video game, and if I can't play the video game, then screw it. So immediately kind of gave up on it after 15 minutes, and I was like, man, that was a big install for nothing. <laughs> um Ended up coming back to it when Dalton picked it for the show, and we had our little group together, me, Willie, and Dalton all loaded in a new game to the same planet. And just having a little bit of extra guidance to kind of get me through the first little section of it made all the difference. Everything easily made a lot more sense, how to do everything with the Buttons on controller were, and it was just was a really good experience that time because like finding the resources I needed didn't seem like as daunting or intimidating at this point. And it looked great; it was a gorgeous, gorgeous game. Just trying to figure out how to get to everything and do everything initially was extremely hard.
3: You you are yeah. correct. The tutorial for this game it tells you what to do. It just doesn't show you where. These materials are. It tells so you what like, to do. It doesn't tell you how to do that. that
1: yeah. yeah. So it really helped having Dalton around because like we would be like, okay, we need ferrite dust. What does that look like? Can you be like, okay, you see these little rocks that are kind of have a little greenish tinge to them and they're kind of column shaped. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get those. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I, w- I was glad I was able to do that for you guys because I know that that game can be fucking overwhelming. You know, because it tells you to use your analysis visor. And you try to do that. And it's like, hey, your analysis visor yeah. is broken. You could go fix it. Well, how do I fix it? You got to, you need this, this, and that. Where do I get to find it? You got to craft it. Yeah. Well, how do I craft? Yeah. And it was funny because Willie, I think it was you and I I don't want to step on your, hopefully I'm not stepping on your, uh, what's something you're going to bring up. You said that you started a second character and what took me, you and Nate two hours just because we were going through slowly and kind of teaching. I was teaching everything to you guys. You said you did it in like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like, and I, I was happy to hear that, because that means I did a good job, like, trying yeah. to show you guys the ropes, and obviously I did, Nate beat the fucker yeah. before and I also did. Also,
2: when you know what you're doing, it's a lot <laughs> easier to do those things, but, like, the lack of decent tutorials on how to do the things, it's kind of a present issue in the game.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, but I would also say that, that means it means... Uh, a good game to recommend jumping in with uh, a friend that's a little bit more knowledgeable but isn't like going to try to speed run you through the start of the game like some people do yeah. when I'm trying to play yeah. like survival games. Like some people are just like, okay, I've already built us a base. I've already done, like, what am I supposed to do? Just, just hang out. Uh, go get iron. Play the game. And I'm game. like, I want to learn yeah, how I mean, to play the yeah. game. That's been an I'm issue I've had in a lot of
2: group games, Valheim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you don't Basically say Any
1: game with survival and crafting elements, like, that seems to be a big problem. Where if you're a new player, yeah, you get left behind so give easily. Me better
2: sword. I want to know how to get a better sword.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. And I, as an, Te- teach a man to I'm 100% sword. guilty of being like, let me give you things. But usually it's because it's like, let me give you these and I will also teach you how to get them. But let, but let me help yeah. you a little bit as well. I was like, well, I'd give you guys things that would sell yeah, for some that, money. Mm. No, it's the like, deal. here's how you also go get them. Like the the core, mm. the larval yeah. cores or whatever they were, you know, it yeah, was like
1: that was a big part of our early game. Uh, profiteering was definitely hunting the larval cores or the whispering yeah, eggs for
0: sure. And let me tell you, that was way easier when it was a group of us because y'all would pull some aggro and then like, it would just make it easier. Mm. Like, let me just run around and get all of them real quick. You guys shoot, yeah. and then we'll distribute loot. The thing works. is, I got super comfortable doing it by yeah. myself too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and eventually you get to the point where you can just you just run circles around that place gather them all up and head out before you even get yeah. hit by one of those Just things, grab all the eggs,
2: get in the ship and go,
0: <laughs> but God forbid you're on a planet with low gravity. And one of those things hits you with a headbutt cause you're going <laughs> a mile and a half away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looks like team rockets. blasting <laughs> <out again. laughs>
0: off Um, but yeah, I, I would actually, I would like to really, <clears throat> and maybe I'll pick it one day when like, I need to actually get, I don't know if I have the version of it. I might. Um, but I would like to play don't starve together with you guys. Um,
1: yeah, that's another game that the person that wanted to show me the game ran through everything and didn't teach me anything. And that's actually one I was specifically frustrated yeah. with because of that well, fact.
0: Lucky for you, I've played some Don't Starve, and I still really can't tell you how to do much. So like, I can I can show you the <laughs> basics, and then we're going to be all learning together after that. So first impression still, Willie, what were yours then?
1: Um. So we all ended up joining one file together. N- unlike Nate, I didn't even have a first attempt because I literally got the game for the show. Um or I was bought the game for the show, rather, thank mm-hmm. you. Patreon. Um, and mm-hmm. thank you, Patreon. You guys absolutely make this work out for us, so appreciate that, son. Um but um my first impression was I felt Okay, this is gonna sound a little bit weird, but I was under the impression, because of what I knew about the game, that this was gonna be a much emptier, like, universe than it actually was. Like I didn't expect to meet other NPC characters and stuff as early as I did. I didn't expect every planet to be habitable and, like, atmosphered and all that. I kind of thought it was going to be a much more dark and empty and lonely universe. So I was kind of glad when the game's plot trailhead was basically like, yeah, there's other people out there. And then we got up to a space station, like, right away. And it's like, oh, hey, there's just a ton of dudes here. Awesome. Because when it first started off, you're on that first planet, and you're like picking up knowledge stones and stuff. You're like, am I learning like an ancient language of a dead species? No, there's just some robot people that are up on the space station right now. You can go talk to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Corvax. Now, being somebody who had yeah. played the game, one of my favorite moments with you guys, hold on, let me get this white screen off so I'm not like blinding you guys. Um, one of my favorite things was when you guys. Yeah, you know, when we first made it off the planet and we're into space and seeing y'all's reaction to being like, "Whoa, this is so cool. Like, let's go visit these other planets mm-hmm. and check this out. Yada, yada, yada. Well, in my mind, I'm like, I cannot wait for them to see the galaxy map. But I yeah. didn't bring it up. I'm just like, OK. So we kept going. And then we finally got to the point where everybody got their thing and we could warp. And I was like, all right, everybody, you hit the down bed, open up the galaxy map. And when that opened up and hearing y'all be like, whoa, again, it was just so satisfying to me. Because I was like, you see all that? We can go to any of those you want as long as we have the drive for it. And that's just the starting (laughs) galaxy. And that's just the beginning. And to jump ahead, because now you mentioned that uh, at the end, when you get to the the certain point, some things happen. won't quite explain what goes on um, story-wise, but like some things happen and you kind of get shifted into a, another space. And me and Nate ended up in two different places. I believe Jeff and I are in the same place on different uh, you're on PS4 and I'm on PC but still um, ah, I forget what mine's called it's the something dimension it's like it, a it, different it begins dimension begins with an H I can't remember what it's called yeah it does it begins with an H it's like Hildeberg or something like that um, but where did you end up Nate what the Accentum Galaxy them Galaxy That's, I've never even heard of that it's wild to me because I always thought the game just had Euclid and I, you know, I figured you know okay it's a Euclid it's not going to go to a Keter we'll be fine but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a joke for willie <laughs> <laughs> too many too many sp jokes in on this one hilbert we're gonna have to blow up. hilbert, de- hilbert de- that's right Hil- hilbert and uh right next door to dilbert which is where everybody's just wearing weird clothes and cartoon that's the next dimension ever but and, and uh, hilbert I, I haven't explored too no, much yet but it's it's interesting like everything's got this purple hue in the galaxy map instead of like the the, the light in the middle that i'm going towards is like red instead of The glowing yellowish white that I'm so using. Yeah, mine's green. See, it's it's just fucking wild. There's so much to the game. And now I'm like, okay, well now I gotta go, what's at this center? Is it just gonna reset me again? What the fuck? Uh, Um, That's kind of what I get. I think it's just gonna be a continuous loop. Yeah. Which which leads me to, like, I guess there's no end per se. Uh, Uh, I guess we can cover that later. I mean, I Um, think there's an
3: at... (laughs) There's an end, I think. Possibly Good story at least. It's a very loose story with what's involved. What's called the Atlas, but even then, I think when I went to the new galaxy, it started up again. So when I was in when oh, I was in okay. the first galaxy, which is called the Euclid, you know, you could do the Atlas missions, and then all of a sudden it's just like that's it. You you've done it. Yeah, and it it gives you an option. I I won't let, spoil it for for you guys. But uh, once I went to the new galaxy, you know, once I hit the center, all of a sudden, the Atlas missions were back. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it just resets.
0: Now, I have a question for you guys. How did you feel about the writing in this game? Because I always describe it as you're either going to think it's really good or you're going to think this game smells its own farts. So I'm curious. Like, let's start with Willie. What did you think about the writing in this game?
1: Uh, I'll be the first one to say I'm the only one that didn't play the game to an ending so that's definitely on me but I enjoyed what I got to of the plot actually there were some really like the game really does a good job of alternating between um, like a narrative focus and a just hey you're in your universe building your bases and all that type focus to where when it actually hits you with a plot point you're like oh shit and there were like a few really good (sighs) Mm -hmm. oh shit moments in my opinion Yeah, honestly, like, knowing where
2: you got to the game, you're not far from being able to finish it. It's just getting the gumption to want to finish it, which Mm -hmm. took me a while too. When I was at your point, Willie, I just was like, I don't want to push the story anymore. I'm gonna go mess with my um, settlement and find new planets because I had this mission set out for myself during this game because I'd seen a screenshot of it that there were turtles in the game, and I was like, I have to find a turtle. I didn't until after (laughs) I. Quote unquote, beat the game in the next galaxy. I finally found a turtle, but like, there's just so many things that you want to do and see for yourself in the game that, like, and not knowing when you get to the ending if you're going to be able to still do those things kind of throws you for a loop. I just had to push myself to the point where I wanted to do that,
0: yeah. And I can get that That because you get distracted by doing so many other things, you're like, well, that can wait, well, that can wait. well, One of the main things wait. is like,
2: because you, you get a sense in, that something's going to happen to the galaxy. You're on the, you're going to, something's going to happen, right? And you're like, I've put so much work into this settlement. Because you can get a settlement that you become the overseer of. And it's like, I really mm-hmm. don't want to lose my settlement. Because I finally got it profitable. And it's looking good. And I was like, really worried about losing that. And I know you had something similar, which you didn't want to lose in your galaxy, Dalton. And-
0: yeah, I built a Daisy's Tower, which was the tallest thing i could possibly build like i got to the point where it literally told me like you can't build any higher it's too far away from your base computer <laughs> so. which quick quick brag um you i never got you guys to come visit it i wanted to but like i did put three landing pads at the very top to make it nice. easy for everybody <laughs> to just get up to the very top nice um, it is i believe it was a 41 second free fall before you hit the ground <laughs> that's the top amazing
2: it. <laughs> mm. and yeah yeah and so like when I when I finally realized I beat the game and did that, I messaged all, I was like, "Hey, when you beat the game, you can still go back to your old stuff." It's like I, I knew he was worried about that.
0: And, yeah, and at that point, I immediately went and beat the game. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, uh, I thought I just had to go uh, f- find an Atlas station to trigger that. Um, <laughs> it turns out <laughs> I went to a bunch of uh, Atlas stations. <coughs> oh, excuse me, and. I kept learning a bunch of words. Like I ended up getting Babblefish because in the Atlas stations, there are these glowing orbs that you can run over and some of them will give you Atlas words. So I ended up finishing the Atlas storyline through, which I won't reveal uh, the item they give you at the very end is very fucking helpful, but I won't reveal what it is, but it's just, it's very mm. helpful. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I was trying to do. And I was like, God damn it. How the fuck? So I was like, how am I going to get to the center? how am I going to do this? I tell you how I did it. I went to Reddit and I looked up portals mm-hmm. and I looked up, somebody Give me a planet with a portal that is right next to the center. So that way I can just pop to the center and then move to the next and see what's going on. So I went through the portal, which took me a couple hours to get the stuff that I needed to go through the portal to get all the glyphs. Cause I had to go between galaxy to galaxy or not galaxy, excuse me. Um, yeah. Still star system, and star system, star system. Yeah. Thank you. Star system, the star system <clears throat> and go into the space station and hope that I would run into a traveler in the space station. Cause you talk to the traveler, they talk to you and then you talk to them again and you give them some nanites and they tell you where their grave is at and you go and find their grave and it gives you a glyph and there are 16 glyphs that you have to gather. So I had to do that. So it took me like, <clears throat> a good few hours. He yeah, did it. this the hard way. And then I God. finally,
1: Oh geez, I only have like two glyphs.
0: Yeah. That's because when I got the, the, uh, the offer we'll call it, I declined and said, no, cause I'm again, I didn't want to lose everything. So I just said no. And it wouldn't let me mm-hmm. get back to that. So I was like, okay, let me, so <clears throat> I found my way, made my way all the way. So what was cool though, is when I come through the portal, there are message boxes everywhere. And it just starts popping up messages on the screen. Cause it's like when you're near one, it just reads it out to you. And the first one that came up was finger butthole. <laughs> 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 and
1: I just. The souls players yeah, are everywhere. I, I love the it.
0: Fuck up. And the next one was like, thank you. Hello games for this amazing ride. Uh, and then the date was like 2018. Wow. And like things mm. like that. And I was just like, man, this is so cool. So I'm running through like a graveyard of these messages. And then uh, I summoned my ship down after I had had my fill of reading them. And I flew up and opened the galaxy map. And I had to fly in my freighter because my freighter is the only thing that could warp that far because the from the planet that i was at to the center of the galaxy was almost 3000 light years and my freighter can go 2987 i think Mm. or something like that so i went to the couple planets around or the star systems around just to see if there was anything cool there wasn't so then i it's just lots of bases So, so i went to the center and the ending happened and uh and then, and then you know now I'm in the the Hilbert dimension um so that was the way that I went about it um I know you did the, you both did the Atlas I know Jeff you did the center Nate you did the yeah. Atlas path now Willie I'm curious for you what do you think that you would do would you try to get to the center you think you'll do the the storyline ending I was headed towards the center okay
1: um that was definitely where, where my first in, uh, instinct was but I don't know for sure what I'm gonna do
0: no nope.
3: right. so I did do the Atlas oh, okay. path. I've I've done both. And I've actually oh, I okay. actually completed the Atlas path and I'll say I accepted the offer. And I went to a different galaxy. And I think I went to the same one you went to at one point, Nate. It was the I sent And I'm just like, Okay, you know what, fine, whatever. I'll get to the center because I, I read that there's supposed to be like a cent like there's like there's supposed to be like a system like towards the center. It's just like this is where everyone congregates. You know, this is where they build their bases and whatnot. The, the hub, hub yeah. the central hub. And I made it to that get ga- the center of that galaxy, but I never found it. So I'm thinking, shit, it must be in the first galaxy. So I actually took a teleporter to one of my bases back in the first galaxy, and that's how. And of course, at that point, I ended up like 50,000 light years from the center. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm back in the first galaxy. Let's start heading back towards. Let's do the go towards the center of this one.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I would really like to find the hub, too. That, that was one thing that I did keep an eye out for. I never saw uh, what I would consider to be the hub, though. I will tell you, though, that at least four or five of the star systems that are around the sinner are called taco. taco. <laughs> they're, they're just called taco. I don't know. Why. I've encountered uh, one of them. That's funny. Yeah. It's just like, they're just called taco. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that I'm curious, cause I, again, I don't want to go too deep it's into the right. story other than I think that the story is very deep and it's very it's existential. And I think you should. Yeah. It'll fucking <laughs> make you question some things for mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's good though. I mean, I thought it was good at least. Uh, I'm curious. Did you guys have any fl- favorite flavor? <laughs> Do you have any flavors? Um, did you have any favorite um, planet types that you came across? I, I,
3: actually, I have a funny story with the uh, heat fire planets. So this was back back in 2016. One, I was maybe one month into my first playthrough of the game, and at the time, in order for you to uh, launch. Your ship or refill your uh, launch thrusters. You need uh, what plutonium. Well, plutonium was a very uh, rare thing to find, and unfortunately, when I landed on this heat planet, you know, it's an extreme heat planet. I uh, I landed and I did not realize I ran out of fuel for the thrusters and I had zero plutonium. So I had to spend the next three hours you know doing everything i can to try to find uh, plutonium just because i would i would try to go uh, I, I would try to go a certain distance but because it was so hot my uh, shield would only last maybe a minute and a half and then i would die so 3 hours <laughs> of just trying to gain enough plutonium to get off that planet it, i thought i was going to have to reset the game but i was like the game i think I finally found enough to get off, but if I were to choose my favorite planets, it would probably just be ice. I just because they they uh, environment wise, they're stunning. They're just it's just beautiful. Uh, very it, pretty. Everything's yeah. very pretty. Yeah, I built my first base. Like, well, I guess not my first. My
2: first base was on the same planet as Dalton Willie, but I built my second base just for me on an ice planet and named the planet Schwarzeneggeria. <laughs> I used to meet you and nice that's where you. I really did a lot of my home base building um that was one of my favorite places I found it was like in a um pirate controlled star system so like building my base there made it so that I could warp in anytime I wanted to into that system because it wasn't restricted since I had a base so that was pretty cool and just I like to doing the pirate missions like smuggling things to just people on random planets and having to watch out for the sentinels with all the stuff illegal goods in my thing. I thought that was really fun. Um, another planet's types that I like. I really liked the ones that were more chill. Like the there were some that's all called like rainy planet or green planet. Things like that were and then there was one, I think was called Flourishing Planet. And when I landed on that one, I think that's the one where I took photos of and posted them into the Discord screenshots area where I was just me riding a giant dragonfly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just the sure. had like, because that's one of the things that I spent most of my time was doing is fauna hunting. So I would land on every planet and try to find the coolest fauna I could find
0: on every planet. Hmm. Yeah, I love finding cr- new creatures, dude, because they're always so cool looking, or they just look like, yeah. so
3: well, One of the funniest moments twins. ever, and I had, I probably laughed for a whole minute, was I made a companion with like a, a butterfly. And I'm just, I just like, can I ride this butterfly? And next thing I know, I, like, yes, I am. So, <laughs> like, what, what does this look like in the third person? And here I am, you know, your <laughs> creature is, you know, it's a good size, maybe, maybe six foot, Maybe two hundred and fifty pounds. You know, it's a sizable character, and I'm riding on this little tiny butterfly. I'm just like, (laughs) put my controller down, and I laugh for a whole minute. Just, I think I, I sent it on a Discord, and it's just like, I, this was the funniest thing I've ever seen in the game in a while. Yeah. I love the creatures, Like, cause I ended up adopting three
2: pets during my playthrough. I would have adopted the turtle, but it wouldn't let me, because apparently you can't adopt like the burrowing type and the turtle, like, living halfway in the ground, half out. But I adopted three. One was this little two-legged goat guy I found on Schwarzeneggeria, and then I found this um, one of the little bear guys, except for he was enormous. He was, like, 12 feet tall and just super wide. He (laughs) had like scales. He kind of reminded me of a turtle bear, so I named him Turtle Bear and took him around with me. And then I found this one planet, and it's the only time that I saw anything like this, that the creatures were robots. So I have this creature that looks like a robotic deer that when you feed it, you have to feed it ion batteries. Huh. Oh, that's cool.
0: That's real cool. Um, That reminds me of an arc where you can come across like cybernetic dinosaurs. Nice. Um, so fun fact in in No Man's Sky originally you couldn't have pets you couldn't feed cre- I mean you could feed creatures they would just take you to like a buried item or something like mm. that also when No Man's Sky first came out it was a first person only game yep third person was added later also um the uh oh my mind blank on the other one um doesn't matter anyway it's just like there's a lot of things that just like weren't in the game in the beginning that just it blows my mind that they just get added and you don't think about it until you start talking about it um so willie we're talking about favorite planet types um did you have a favorite planet type that you landed on i have a list of the different kinds of biomes and stuff that i'm going to talk about here in a second but
1: um no you know i just kind of liked changing it up and saying a lot of different things like um oh you know what actually i did like visiting the worlds that had a high anomaly level. Like, those were always really weird with, like, the strange bubbles coming up from the ground and the weird, yeah, like, yeah. strange rocks and flora and all that. Like, a lot of them didn't have any walking life on them, but the ones yeah, that did the really The one strange. planet that
2: I actually found that turtle on finally was not one where I expected to. It was... I think it was called a desert planet. And, like, it's not a fun planet to be on for the most part, but I've built a base there so I can visit my turtles at any time. But, like... <laughs> It like at night uh-huh. it drops below two hundred degrees, and in the day it goes above two hundred degrees. Yep. Sheesh. That, that's a hell of a yeah. difference. But I have a base there, <laughs> so if you guys want to visit, I can
0: I can hook you up. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, I I always prefer like the lush mm-hmm. planets, yeah, but, which would be you know the, the mm. overgrown yeah. ones than the the grainy. Um, so. The the different types of planet biomes you have. You got frozen, um, toxic, radioactive, lush, barren, scorched, dead, marsh, and volcanic. But then you also have the mega exotic planets, which are red mega exotic, Hmm. green mega exotic, blue mega exotic, and other. I don't think I've seen mega exotic. Um, I believe that you might have. um, So, there's some examples. um, Frozen. uh, Some examples of the different biomes you might have run into. uh, Frozen, icebound, arctic glacial yeah. sub-zero icy you know those types uh toxic would have been uh toxic poisonous noxious corrosive acidic caustic yep. there's a bunch of them. now all these also have the infested versions which would be like the icy abhorrence or the caustic oh. nightmare things like that those are the infested planets those are the ones you're going to find the eggs mm-hmm. on and things like that um so you got radioactive You had irritated radioactive contaminated lush rainy verdant tropical viridescent paradise overgrown flourishing bountiful all the things that you make you it sound and so in and a fun fact too in each of the biomes there are things that are always found like in lush biomes you will always find perinifium nitrogen star bulbs and impulse okay planets. um on scorched planets let's use you will always find phosphorus sulfurine solenium and fire that's yeah, something thing i noticed
2: like that made me happy and didn't mind going okay. on those planets was like I had, like, a heat shield built into my exosuit, so all I had to do was make sure it was loaded with phosphorus. So if I went into one of those hot planets, I would just make sure I landed near a phosphorus deposit mine that, and then I could just Mm. keep loading up with
0: phosphorus so I didn't have to worry about dying on that planet. Oh, yeah. So the mega exotic planets, these are the ones I was going to focus on a little bit. For the different biomes for the red mega exotic, planetary anomaly, redacted. Okay. Stellar corruption detected, chromatic fog, lost red, crimson, vermilion globe, um, wine dark, which is one of my favorites, and blood. And then the green mega exotics. You also had Planetary Anomaly redacted. Um Vile Anomaly, Toxic Anomaly, Doomed Jade, which I never came across a doomed jade. I would definitely would have landed on it. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, Deathly That's the one I found that I sent pictures of. (laughs) Um, so then you got the blue mega exotics were uh, among the ones that were the normal in the beginning. You had Lost Blue, Harsh Blue Globe, Frozen Anomaly, Azure, Cerulean, and Ultramarine. Now, <clears throat> the other mega exotics, there are two. There's Monochrome, which is the ones where you would fly in and everything turned black yep. and white.
1: Yeah. Those and then there's the, Forsaken. Yeah,
0: okay. And the Forsaken ones. Yeah. And I believe those are the ones when you would fly in and it was almost just like... I don't know. There, You know, there were some planets where you'd fly in and it was like everything's just real red or everything's kind of yellowish. Like everything's got a green hue to it. It was very strange. But then there were the ones, the monochrome ones where you flew in and all of a sudden you were steamboat <laughs> really coming in there. So just, there are so many different types of planets that you can find. Um, they do have a lot of similarities. Like after you've seen, say, 100 planets, yeah, you're going to have a good idea of what the planets you're landing on are yep. going to look mm. like. But there's always things to discover. Like I wound up in a cave on a planet and I ended up running around in this underground cave for like forty five minutes and never found the end of it. I ended up just shooting my That's way. That's what out I of did in the- caves it's all huge. the time. I was just like
2: aim upwards with my terrain manipulator <laughs> yeah. and just blast a hole.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it's just like I I really liked that. This game is perfect if you just feel like going and yeah. exploring for a while and just seeing what you can find.
3: One one thing um, I love that they added was the I believe in the derelict. Uh, what was that release? I, I believe it was called derelict. I, I I don't know, but that's the one where you can come across abandoned, haunted ships, freighters.
0: Oh, the the derelict freighters that was in the desolation. Desolation, the- yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I did
2: towards the very end of me playing it before recording for the show was I did a derelict freighter and let's, I'll be real honest outside of phasmophobia, best horror game I've played for the show.
0: <laughs> Dude, the, the atmosphere in there is
2: very, very,
0: it's very like what I would cool. imagine,
2: like an aliens horror game should be like, kind of, you know, and like, cause when you walk in there, there's these things, I can't remember what they were called, but like nests <laughs> that like, It'll warn you that the nest is rocking. It means it's gonna. It might like the. It might like it cause an infestation, and all the creatures inside the nest will burst out. You have to fight them. It's like you had to walk and stop, and the whole time it's in a freezing atmosphere. So you have to keep making sure you turn on the heaters while you're in there, so you don't freeze to death. It's just so much those were really cool. I liked that a lot. I only did it once, but I enjoyed it. It didn't pay off for me because it cost me five million units to get the location for one and I think I made four million units from it so I lost a million mm. units doing it but it's not about the money
3: it's yeah. about the experience it's a fun experience and there's experience. so many ways to make yeah. money in that game
0: yeah and, and and one thing I'm curious about um did any of the three of you have you run into any of the just anomalies in space? Like, you'd be flying along, and it'll be like, hey, back out a pulse drive. And then you back out, and there's, like, a d- half-destroyed freighter just flew yeah. in there.
2: One of the cool ones oh. that I found was there was, like, a giant fossilized um, looked like a s- skull that just, just said, when you stopped, it was, like, king of the deep.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's badass. Awesome. I haven't seen that. It was that. just a
2: like giant that's fossilized as skull as well. that looked like it came from, like... Bigger than any whale that exists on you Earth, it was like a, looks like a giant and- like cetacean type skull. And then when I flew into the middle of the mouth, it gave me like these, like a thing of extremely rare old ancient bones that I could sell for like almost a million units.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I, That's fucking sick, dude. I love it. I, I
0: like. I would back out sometimes, and I would like, I said, I saw like half broken mm-hmm. freighters and things like that. But then I saw something that was like it was like this giant set of like four rings that were rotating yeah. you know how like rings yeah, yeah, they yeah. Do the rotating thing where, and they were doing that and it was glowing gold and it was super chill and i just wanted to fly through the rings and <laughs> me, but i was <laughs> just really wanted to fly through um but that was really cool um i also came across uh, the best way i can describe it is it looked like a jellyfish yeah, I've, I've seen a jellyfish right? i believe that there's also flying whales that you can come across right. um but i never saw one I just thought that that was a cool addition that that's something else that they've added yeah. over the years It's just things that you can find in space. Um, I did, I got a, uh, I've always, since the update came out, I don't remember which update it was, but I got, I finally got a living ship, mm. um, which is like, you had this, this whole fucking process took me like a <laughs> week. Cause it was one of those things where you do your quest. And then at the end of the quest, it's like, all right, now you have to wait 23 real hours and then come back and do it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, it is what it is. I'm used to those kinds of mechanics in certain games, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, so, I, I just fucked off and did other stuff with you guys for a while. And then would come back the next day and continue on, and eventually I got my living ship. And uh, it was super cool, other than so you can't install your normal technologies onto it. You ha- you have to come across mm. uh, technologies that are also living, living mm. sort of things that you can then, like, surgically install into the oh ship. Gosh, it's 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 just, like a process. It's just different. So, it's a little bit harder. So it's like, it's really cool. But then, like, when I'm going out and I want to go farm and I need all of my storage slots and stuff, I'm switching over to one of my normal yeah. ships. You know. Um,
3: one thing we should mention was- there are different alien races in this game. There are. Yes. If you want to talk about them for a minute, because you got the Gek, yeah, sure. the Viking, and the Corvax.
0: And. Now let's desc- let's describe yeah. each of them real quick. Gek, would you say like little lizard frog type yeah. people? Yes, like they, that's what like they little slippy toads. Of, um, yeah,
1: yeah, they're very mercantile in nature. Like almost all their attempts to c- talk to you are like friend, friend. Mm-hmm. would you like yeah. to make a trade, yeah. yeah,
0: they're very much into trading. Uh, Corvax, j- just think of Daft Punk. That's what <laughs> the Corvax look like. Very sci- very scientific. <clears throat> yeah, they, they're robot yeah.
1: people. I think that they're s- supposed to be part of like a almost Borg collective-like yep. thing mm-hmm. called the yes. Convergence. Like a hive mind type, yeah. Yeah, hive mind, yeah. That's, and that's then sort of the last one is the
2: Viking, yeah. which are basically space orcs, and they are just known for being the best warriors. And yes. I think you mentioned that this was something that they brought on um, in later updates. It's where you could customize your character to look like the different um, space races. It
0: That was the one I couldn't remember earlier. Thank you, yes. The Traveler? Yeah. The, the fact that you couldn't oh, change yeah. the way you look so like, uh, yeah. if you've
2: been on the discord and looked at any of my screenshots you'll see my giant fat adorable space orc that I've been playing mm-hmm. as through the game yeah
3: <laughs> if you guys permit me I would like I to uh, read this uh, paragraph it's a history uh, that that focuses on all three but it, it there is a like a, a dark okay. darkness to it yeah yeah, so actually- it, it focuses on the Gek mostly, but it's mm-hmm. Gek history as read from the monoliths plaques and ruins is primarily the history of what the Gek, Gek called the first spawn who are responsible for the above structures built as their legacy. The first spawn of the Gek were brutish in nature and focused on power and strength. First off, that's not the Gek we see in the game. They're very no. friendly. It's like they're, Merchant they're merchants. They like, they're very happy. It's like, oh, what a sweet smell. What a pleasant smell. You know, they get up. And yet, in their early days, the first spawn spread their influence with war, weeding out what they considered weak or unfit Gek. And the, the, on, the only reason their spread stopped was because of the Sentinels. And during the Sentinel, or hold on, let me, once the Sentinels became an obstacle of Gek expansion, the first spawn retreated. During the Sentinel occupation, the first spawn bred, biding their time, increasing their numbers. This waiting game paid off when the Viking attempted an invasion. But this is what the one thing that really messed i find very fascinating i would never have thought the geck were capable of this basically in the very beginning the geck took over corvax prime their homeworld and enslaved them
0: yeah yeah there's a there's a whole overarching beat in the game uh i think it might have been on the atlas path where you mm-hmm. learn um the outcome of that and how that was handled mm-hmm. and it is Fucking yeah. intense. And
2: you can still see the
0: lingering <laughs> side effects of it, like with how much the Viking
2: hate the Gek still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like like legitimately hate them. With a, it's like it's born into them to and hate. And it's the mostly Gek. because of how they treated the
2: Korvax. So you wouldn't think that the Viking and the Korvax would be the buddy buddy ones, but they're kind of more friendly with each other than either one are with the Gek.
0: Yeah. It's it's fucked up.
1: Have we defined the sentinels yet? Because if not, it's kind of oh, like a yeah. robotic life. Yeah. I was just gonna say it's kinda of, it's also another kind of robotic life form type thing that um they you don't speak to them ever as far as I know, unless there's some plot I haven't got to yet. But they're basically just like protectors of the planets or whatever and uh it's kind of implied that they've got a lot of backstory involved with them too like some of the species hate them yeah. some of them are it seems like sh- pretty
2: clear that they're involved in some way with the atlas itself but, but basically yeah. like the right. sentinels are the space cops none of, none of us like them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they're
1: yeah, they're kind of yeah, a galactic immune system yeah, like
0: if, you, if you were to look at if you were to look at like uh how they act it's almost like an antivirus in a way it's like if something's there and fucking something up they show up to try to like fix fix it
1: like they'll catch you if you mine out too much like very very high value stuff or uh, Or if you go to if you just show up on a planet that they're particularly fond of or you
0: accidentally loot a gravitino ball yeah Yep, <laughs> and then all of a sudden,
1: that one item automatically summons two stars worth of them. <laughs> and when we say space cops, do it is it has a star system. It's yeah. very reminiscent oh, of yeah. a GTA yeah. style okay. system.
0: Very. uh It starts off uh, just sending some regular uh sentinels at you, which kind of remind me of a combination of the little thing that follows you in near and um, yeah, Wheatley. Wheatley is a good description. Oh or I was thinking of uh, a- Guilty Spark and Halo. They. You see
1: that? They really remind me of the little floaty, little floaty, crummy dr- uh, gun droids from like the <laughs> Hoth planet in Star Wars yeah.
0: in Power Strikes Back, I, I feel like a lot of their uh, designs for the Sentinels were designed off of Star Wars stuff because you get into the higher levels. Well, they start sending robotic dogs at you, which just makes me think of Black Mirror. But it's when they start sending the AT-AT looking things at you. Yeah, the walkers. And I'm just like, <laughs> even freighters <laughs> look like star walking, destroyers. Giant walkers.
2: Yeah, and I will say i would that's much true. rather run into land-based sentinels any day than space-based sentinels
1: dude yeah i think the trick to avoiding the sentinels is to just stay on the yes. planet and physically mm. hide like trying to go to space to avoid them is a uh, terrible unless you're pretty quick on the draw to go you to pulse to engine and then go to work drive station.
0: like or a space station i, yes. I had a moment of brilliance <laughs> i i thought it was a moment of brilliance i'm sure both y'all are gonna be like yeah of course that's what i did all the whole time you fucking dummy um when the Sentinels were coming after me, I would burrow yeah. super down far, yeah. but then I would turn around, yeah. and with the Create, I would seal where I just came from. So you, it was like, and now I'm just in the don't even tomb. have to do that. They, yeah.
1: they suck at hide-and-seek, dude. Oh,
0: well, it, I still, I, was just, I would <laughs> seal it and be like, okay, now they, they legitimately <laughs> can't <funny>. get <laughs> me. One thing I will s-
1: you're You're doing yeah. the Minecraft strat, trying to avoid yeah. a creeper. Uh, one
0: thing I will say, I did
2: end up playing for like 30 minutes in VR as well yeah
0: was i'm curious Personal question uh, for
2: you, you gotcha it back around. well <laughs> it was fine i think i needed to play with settings a little bit more because it has that thing that like when i first played it started skyrim in vr too like it did the same thing where like it didn't give you like a, like a controller to walk with you kind of just like aimed where you wanted to go and it would warp you there and i don't really like traveling via warp in vr it kind of really is immersion breaking to me so that kind of sucked Um, but like everything, I was surprised at how well it ran. Like I was able to look at everything, look around and be like, whoa, what is all this? It's crazy. Cause like when you get in the ship itself, you can look around you and like, look out the windows from the different angles, see like your ship's wings out to the side. It was just pretty crazy. Um, so walking around on land was fine. I need to look to see if there's a setting to let me enable to where I can walk instead of teleport. Um, But the thing with riding the ship I found very difficult because um, what it wants you to do is, like, grab things in the ship to control it. So, like, you're steering with kind of, like, a joystick kind of thing, but you don't Mm. have a real-life joystick. So, you're kind of, like, trying to make it feel like you don't have any real haptic feedback going on. Maybe a better VR rig has something like that that'll help with that, but not from my experience. And then also controlling, like, your... On speed with the other hand back and forth it just felt bad to me um it was really hard to control just because like that lack of haptic feedback you get with a controller or a flight setup or something like that i didn't really enjoy flying in vr at all other than being able to look around was really cool but the actual act of
0: flying wasn't great i will say that i think the whole like moving the the thrusters and all of that that part, I believe, was added in the most recent VR update, which is for the PS5 or the PSVR2. Those controllers have okay, haptic feedback, so that would be helpful. So that would that would probably be why that that was there. Um, but I also remember that first time because I had it on. Now I had it on PlayStation VR, the first one, so I got to see VR in like you know 720p or lower. I don't remember exactly what it is, but. I agree. When you get that moment where you're on the planet and you're looking around, and you're like, Holy shit. Like, this is like it just feels like you're just standing in the middle of yeah. somewhere and you get into your ship and everything and like I don't know, did you get to the point where you flew up into space and you talking oh, yeah, about flying? I went to space station yeah. and everything. Oh, okay, beautiful. Dude, that when you get into space and you're looking around and you're like, Dude, I'm in fucking yeah. space. Like space, and space. actually, you know the
2: feeling when you you know how like you can go into a teleportal to warp from one of your set places to another. That felt mm. really freaky too, because like you could look around while you were doing it, and if you looked behind you, there was one outside of the portal there, and in front of you was the other side of the portal. So you actually got the feeling that you were actually traveling, but like there were some places like when the game cool. was loading in. Cause you know how when you load in, and this really confused me the first time I played the game. That was also meant to be part of my initial like first impressions. Like I had no idea what was going on when it just loads in, and all the stars are flying towards you, and you see the names of all the different systems around. Just so like, how do I go there? How do I go there? Because I didn't realize that was just a loading screen. But on that loading screen, because like I play VR, just like standing up in my room, and like I was getting a little bit of vertigo, like looking around, like oh god, <laughs> starting to get a little bit dizzy. <laughs> Watching all those
0: stars fly past. Oh, yeah, dude. I can imagine. Especially, like, in good clarity. And then just, like, just going by. Yeah, Like, I, that's kind of like the whole, like, reading while you're driving yeah. thing. It's your like, your peripherals will fuck with you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm glad you at least, like, got to experience that. I was very curious how it is now. So, I'm glad to hear, you know, that it's kind of been updated since the last time I played it. And I do believe, and if, if I'm wrong on this, I do apologize, but I do believe that on the PS4, I went into the settings and set it to where... It was just free motion. Yeah. It
2: would have been better if I did if I figured that out. But I wanted to get the experience and didn't feel like messing
0: with the settings for very long because you know messing with settings isn't Fine. fun. Yeah, <laughs> no. A- unless you're me and you're trying to get games work for you, to work for your <laughs> friends, <laughs> mm. and then it's like, yes, I will solve this. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, man. I mean, is there anything else anybody yeah, wants? That covers it for me. Unless one of y'all have
1: something. Yeah. Um. They. There was one other thing I wanted to bring up, which is just that the game still does have a lot of really noticeable jankiness and bugginess to it. Um, Most notably, um, you cannot save your location when you join someone else's file in multiplayer. So your single-player and multiplayer locations are often different. And if something happens to your single-player one, it can cause some problems. Nate had an issue with a uh, busted space station, for instance, that almost basically destroyed his file. Oh, right. Yeah, because like... Um, it's also possible to. I was saying, yeah, in, oh, yeah. Like, go ahead with that one. I saw
2: something really cool in one of the ga- one of the uh, star systems I was in. There was a planet with these enormous rings, and the space station was built into the rings of that planet. So, like, I was like, I need to see what this looks like from the inside, and I did. And it was just like really fuzzy and hard to see anything in, and it crashed the hell out of my game several times. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I, I was really worried I wasn't going to be able to get and also, out of there. In this oh. file that I had a lot of
0: progress on. Yeah, and then I remember was it your creative character? You just like landed yeah, in a tree. I couldn't get him mm. out. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, was out. in a
2: tree, and because so and it saved, it saved while I was in the tree in my ship, so I can't get out of there. Period. Maybe I can load into another multiplayer and get out and play from there, but I don't care anymore about that file because my single player actual file is good. But like, I like mm. man, this sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I learned on accident that they say. And I think this would be good for, like, if you were playing with little kids, you know what I mean? If you wanted to, like, say you had, like, yeah. a nephew that wanted to play, you can load in. I accidentally loaded in my creative character, my creative mode character, in with you guys mm. one time on your regular characters. Mm, and cool. it worked fine. And I was like, oh, so that's that, cool. so I thought that that was really cool. I think that also means that I could probably load in a permadeath one with yeah. you guys, but I would not trust you motherfuckers to not lure me to my <laughs> death and be like, ha, ha, fuck, fuck your <laughs> character. <laughs> Um, although Nate, I know you're a, I know you're a Chivo hunter like I am. Um, there are people who say that you can get that, get to the center of the galaxy with the permadeath because you can just go find a portal. If you, if you can survive long enough to find a portal, you can get that achievement is what basically what they said. Um, anyway, um, my mind went blank again. Well, was there anything else that that you had that you wanted to bring
2: up about the jankiness and stuff? Mm
1: -hmm. No, it just it. it uh, oh, wait, I actually did have one other thing, which is just uh, there's supposed to be a trade element as one of the five pillars of the game or whatever. I will say that buying and selling does not feel especially good compared to other spaceship games that involve trading as a huge element. Like, out of what you called the five pillars, I feel like selling stuff and buying upgrades feels good, but buying uh, commodities to sell elsewhere... Just, it, it really well, I do like the fact that all. this
3: game does have an economy system, so like, if you have a bunch of stuff you want to sell, it might sell poorly in one get system, but if you go to a more affluent system, you might be able to sell it for more, get more money out of it.
1: Yeah, but... But because you have the ability to just teleport around instantly between places once you've visited the space station, it doesn't really feel as real as, like, the economy in games like Escape Velocity or Elite or other games that have a big trading element as part mm-hmm. of their main gameplay loop.
0: Um, I have an instance of jank I'd like to bring up, and you you saying that triggered it back in my head. That's what I forgot. Uh, me and Willie were, were doing some I stuff, I know, and uh, I had a certain type of ship, and Willie had a certain type of ship, and we both went through a portal on the same planet because we were on the same uh, quest. So we both went through the portal and when we both came out on the other side of the portal, both of our ships looked like Willy's ship. I went over to my ship, I checked it, it was still an S-class, it still had all its Mm. shit, looked just like Willy's ship. (laughs) And to this day, still looks just like Willy's ship. If I load in the single player, it still looks just like Willy's ship. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Because it was one of those that I had where it was like the sides came out and then they put out those wings that were like the lights yeah, 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 yeah. laser things yeah. it, it looks super cool and Willy's ship doesn't look bad but i'm just like what what happens Thanks. yeah
3: a few other instances. <laughs> is that your I was just, is that your only ship no try i don't know Probably i would say maybe try flying off at a different ship fly away like and then uh and then oh, like yeah that doesn't help you've done I've been,
0: that i've been using my living ship and yeah it's, it has a little
3: say a couple more instances of jank that i've
2: noticed in the game is like i'm uh, with your settlement Half of my settlement is underground, (laughs) like under the actual ground of the game. It's not intentionally underground. So there's parts that I just can't get to because of the way it's programmed. And in a settlement, it won't let you mine. Like it says you can't do any terrain manipulation here. So I can't (laughs) dig it out to be correct. Mm. So every time I use the landing pad and I get out, I'm underground. My character falls through the earth and then just warps back up on top of the ground. It's really bizarre. Just jank as hell. So, yeah, there's just a bunch of little <laughs> jank issues
0: that exist within the game. Yeah. Hello, game subsidiary. Of Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, honestly, if this was a Bethesda. Well, I guess we'll see how Bethesda handles space soon huh? <laughs> when the, the Starfield yeah. comes I'll out. I look
3: forward to it, but I'm ten, sure it's going to be ten a broken
0: game. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I look forward to it. I just hope it's a fun. And then I look forward to the fan patch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to move yeah, on to let's throw up
2: these fan questions real quick.
0: Oh, wait, Did I have ratings first, Oh, no, goddamn, yeah, man, you're right. Really. Thank you. Willie's on top of it. So he um, can go first. So if you were, yes, if you were going to give a rating, my good sir, Sir Willie of the planet Druidia, what would you give?
1: Funny, I don't look <laughs> Druish. <laughs> Can't believe you tried to set up a Spaceballs reference.
0: <sighs> uh, so what would you give this game?
1: Uh, I think I'm probably going to give this game the lowest score out of everyone here. Uh, And it's not because I think it was a bad game so much, but I think eventually you reach kind of the limit of what procedural generation can keep interesting. And eventually I feel like I'm running into random dice as planets instead of like interesting new places. I also think that the bugginess still hasn't been completely kicked out of it. Uh, I still think exploration was really fun. I think there's a lot of fun systems to it. I wish the combat didn't feel as trivial as it does, but like, I think it has a lot of fun things that it explores in a very shallow way. And ultimately, um, I really like the ambition of the size of the universe, but, um, I just, I kind of wish there were more mechanics for any individual element of the game. And I'm going to end up giving it, um, the, you know, a, a good recommendation. I would give this a, Eight larval core or seven larval cores out of ten uh, abominations. Seven, got it.
0: I I have heard people describe this game as a very vast puddle. Yeah. So I I mean I can't disagree with that hundred or you know so I can I can respect
1: that Ma, miles wide inch deep yeah. I get it I mean yeah. All right. What about uh?
3: What about you, Jeff? Well, I'll give two scores. For its initial release, based on the fact that this was just a bare-bones game, but not the fact that it was terrible, I I enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed it. I'll probably give it around a, a seven, seven and a half. But as the years progressed and watching this game evolve to what it's become now, just seeing everything that Hello Games has done to make this game better and all for free. That's also very, that's very important as well. And every day, like I said, this game seems to go through small patches, just try to fix all those little bugs and jank. I would give this a nine. I, I love this game a lot. That's this is cool. a top 10 for me. It, it's, I think oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Are, are there still some problems? Sure. It's still a little bit boring at times. And I, there are some things I wish they would do. Like one thing that we didn't touch on is that you can get freighters and you can get little frigates, which you can send off on missions. What I mm. think would be fantastic is that be able to do like PVP freighter battles.
1: Uh, oh yeah, and one more thing, I
3: I have a complaint <laughs> is I even though. This game feels like there is a lot of life to it. I still find it very empty because of the fact that where are the cities? Where is the civilization? Uh, All all these aliens just seem to congregate on the space stations, and the planets are just barren. So, uh,
1: or or you'll find a little trade center on the planet with like. So I would love
3: to start seeing you know vast cities. You know, just like there is life in this galaxy. Yeah.
0: I would definitely like to see them uh, incorporate more types of ecosystems, as far as more animals, more even if they're still generated. Like, give me a herd of a hundred mm-hmm. of something instead of just like twenty of them in a in a random area. You know, like, oh, that's just. Me. Um, so, your so your final score? Yes, is my there. final score for this game is a nine. All right. So, what about you, Nate? Yeah, I don't dabble in quarters too
2: much, but for this game, I think I will. Um, I I agree with most of what Willie says. Like, I. And I think the longer you play the game, the shallower it starts to feel and the more you feel like you've seen it all in a game that's almost as infinitely big as it is. And I think that is a little bit of a bummer. Like, for reference, and I think it's it's weird to give this game a score as low as I have for it being now the fifth most played game on Steam (laughs) that I have. Like, I have over 70 hours into it now. Um, But... I ultimately think it's fun. The story was good enough. Like, I think it's lacking in some things, too. Like, sound design isn't spectacular. Um, Graphics are good. Um, Gameplay is fine. Like Willie said, like, combat doesn't feel like much. Like, I never really felt too much in danger fighting pirates or anything like that. The only thing that ever felt dangerous was space battles with the Sentinels because they were bullshit because you really couldn't win those (laughs) um so in the long run for me this game gets seven and three quarters um planets out of stars 10 stars
0: oh i see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah all right um i can i can see that i can see all of your points validly right um because obviously scores are subjective so i'm gonna go to the jeff route When I first played this game, um, liked it, was very disappointed. I would probably give the release state of the game like a six. It wasn't shit, but it was real close to being (laughs) shit. But it was fun. It was fun to explore. Again, you guys know, like when I play Skyrim, a lot of it that I do, I just roam around and go find stuff. Like, that's what I like to do. This is a whole game game about that. Um,
1: yeah, I would, and I would say it absolutely delivers that experience to a wonderful extent. Like, don't get me wrong, I still put 50 hours yeah. in this game and don't regret a second of that time. When I'm giving it seven and calling it a weak recommendation, that's not because I think this game is bad. It's just because I don't know how much sticking power it has for me. And to Jeff's personally.
2: point, like, we're talking about exploring open worlds and things. Like, there are cities in Skyrim. There are yeah. tons of missions involving... And I think that comes to the issue of procedural generation. Skyrim is a static world and it's well thought out Mm -hmm. and programmed where I think it's a lot harder to program a tomb into something like No Man's Sky, like when you get your experiences in Skyrim. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my relationship with No Man's Sky has always been play it for religiously for like a week or two and then then (laughs) I don't touch it for... A long period of time. And then a new major update comes out. And I'm like, oh, let me go see what they added. And then I install it and I play it religiously for like a week or two. And I play the new update. And I didn't do that for a long time. And that was one of the reasons I picked it for the show. Because I was like, there have been several major updates that I haven't really delved into. Because I would install it. I would play it for an hour or two. And then I would be like, man, I should be playing the game for the show. And I would get out of it. And then I just wouldn't play it anymore. Um, so after sitting down and doing everything I wanted to do. I made it to the center. You know, I may have cheesed it a bit, but I made it to the center, goddammit. I saw what happened. Um, I got my living ship. I went and did derelict freighters. Um, I helped you guys get up and going, and neither of you rage quit. <laughs> win for, for yeah. me, right? <laughs> because this game absolutely can present some times where it, if if you're getting frustrated and overwhelmed, and then something just happens, it's just like it, I could see it happening to anyone, not just you guys, just to anybody. So I was very happy that that didn't happen. Um, but just the – I'm going to – my rating is going to be influenced by the fun times that I had playing with you guys. Even when we weren't doing shit together and we were just on mic bullshitting while we were playing. Yeah. Um, so the state of the game that it's in now, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, strictly for – it's it's a great game to load in with your buddies. And kill some fucking hours. It's real easy to be like, "Oh shit, it's five o'clock in the morning." That happened to us more than once. You know what I'm saying?
1: And I'd be happy to get back in this game Mm -hmm. and bullshit around sometime soon. Like it was fun as hell.
0: And and that's and that's the thing is like, there may it may be a puddle, but splashing around in a puddle with your friends (laughs) is always a good time. You know. So I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. uh, Gex out of ten. Viking. And that's because the Corvax are unmeasurable. They're my boys. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. um, No Man's Sky. Great game. Um, Fan questions. Let's roll into those. All
1: right. I have a fan question here from Willie. FMK, Gek, Viking, and uh, Corvax. Okay.
2: I can start that one. We're going to fuck the Viking because, man... You know what you're getting. It's going to be a firecracker.
0: <laughs>
1: get that orc dick. Do you remember that ending yeah. I got from uh, Monster Prom where I got half of my bones broken, but I had a uh, great time? That's what I'm imagining here. I think you're going to get the same answer I was thinking. Exactly marry the core for the backs, same reason. to be very
2: logical, well put together, sound. You're never going to have to worry yep. about being taken care of because they have the logical capacity and ability to do it. You kill the Geck because they're some real motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: I feel like they're hard to trust because they put on such a happy face. Yeah, that's fine, Jeff. I don't know why I said that. Jeff
2: was trying to be a quiet and sneaky boy about it, and Willie's like,
1: "Yeah, Jeff,
3: (laughs) I'm not." Yes, Jeff, you can take your pants
0: Okay, Paul. Thank you. It's freaking hot in there. But uh, I, I would also uh, agree, though, hundred percent. I'm going to marry the quarterbacks. Yep. Because I mean, really, that's like being married to like oh. so. Really, you're never going to get bored. Uh, I'm oh. going to fuck the Viking, s- space or <laughs> thing all the way, and I'm going to and I'm going to kill the Gek, because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, who
2: can trust those little guys? One little thing I do boys. find very weird about this game as well. In this game, a futuristic thing, there is absolutely zero female
1: representation. There's zero gendered representation. Every single and character is okay. referred to as they and them. They're all
2: designed to look like dudes. Yeah. So,
1: even ones with, yeah, I mean, kind of, but, or robots or other things, but yeah, that's true. But like, even characters with very female sounding names yeah. like Artemis are referred to as they, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the only pronouns used in the game are they, I, it, I, and I think you. what
0: Nate's getting at is that there's no titties in this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nate's mad even didn't get any rockin' viking titties. And he's trying to spit it I as being the right lusty Get out of here. The okay. lusty Viking maid. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the lusty Viking maid.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. That is the, the,
1: this podcast was made for this moment. We can all retire so, now.
0: <laughs> so quickly, there's a quick question that I can answer and we can knock it out of the way. Uh, Dane wanted to know what's a more reasonable goal. Visit all the worlds of no man's sky or play every game in your Steam library to end credits. No, I'm going to answer that with a statistic for you, Dane, at least for me. There are over 18 quintillion planets. If you were Superman and you could make it to one planet every second, it would take you five billion years to land on every planet. I think it would only take about a billion and a half to beat all the games <laughs> in my Steam library to at the end. So I'm thinking that I'm going to yeah. go Steam library. I don't Steam know library for sure. Mine's smaller than Dolphins. That's what he said. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Cue the level down yeah. noise in Final Fantasy 11
2: <laughs> Alright, so in interest of time for Jeff, i want to throw one more question and then we'll let Jeff head out. So the one that I think is most interesting for Jeff came in from Master Loot What is a game that you would give a completed rating and to me that means a game that you would go all out and recommend 100%ing
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh, man. That is exactly the opposite of how I read that question, which is a, I thought it was more along the lines of finish the game, you won't necessarily enjoy it, well, but you see, should finish reason it. In I your thought it was 100%, was but because, you're saying complete, like, 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 that's completion. kind
2: of um, yeah. there's a guy on YouTube called The Completionist, and, yeah, and he yeah, gives a the, the like, complete uh, rating at the end, which okay. is 100 percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I missed that yeah. reference. Play it, right. finish it, complete yeah. it
0: is his rating, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't. You know, as much as I love Persona Five, I can't recommend completing that yeah. game to everyone. I, I'll say the same like thing so about Dragon
3: Quest. I would not recommend completing that to everybody. Mm. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I thought that would be easier. Well, <laughs> because I, I think I, 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 I'm torn between two, and it's just because the the, the stories in them that you can find are so good. Uh, for different reasons. Uh, so one, I'm going to say Skyrim right. or Oblivion, just the Elder Scrolls games in general. Like they're worth completing just to see everything that they have to offer because the worlds are really cool to find all the little nooks yeah. and crannies and things. in. And I'm still, I'm nine hours, 900 hours into Skyrim and I do not have 100% completion yeah. in it yet. I'm getting there. But
3: um, the other one oh, is okay. the, Witcher, the Witcher 3. I'll say Red Dead yeah, Redemption 2. The
0: story's
1: so good.
3: Yeah. Red Dead 2. Yeah.
1: Red Dead 2? It <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Uh, mine's going to be a little bit of an unusual because it's not even necessarily one that I would have always just said this game you have to play. But I think if you wanted to play this game, it's one of the first games I just wanted to do all the achievements for because that felt more fun than just beating it. That's uh, Scribble Nuts Unlimited, which it took me 13 hours to finish 100% completion on. And uh, I had a great time because it lets you get really creative with the solutions. For me,
2: my answer is Super Mario Galaxy 2. I just think it oh, has that's a, great a answer, good setup of like when you f- get the 120 stars, oh, here's the green ones. Have some more fun. And it just adds so many different little elements to it. I think that the adventure of getting all the stars in that game
0: is super fun and rewarding. No, yeah. Um, and then uh, one other one I want to answer real quick because it's really quickly answerable. From Arisa Adam, does No Man's Sky have an actual ending? To the story? Yes. To the gameplay? I think so. I'm don't yeah. think so. It never
2: rolls credits yeah, either. I think you like you beat the game, there's no credit scene. It just pops you right back into the next galaxy. <clears throat> so basically,
0: yeah. it resets itself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in a sense. So yeah, um, that is No Man's Sky. We'll save the other questions for the next episode and we will let Jeff get out of here. Um, so if I, you I would like- want to know what well, game we were playing next. Yeah, yeah what's, the next, what's the next game? Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Y'all are just trying (laughs) to skip over half the format of the podcast.
0: And I even pulled up the notes. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. What is our next game? And It's Nate's choice. So I I was really debating between
2: three games, then four games, then three games again, then two games. And I think I finally nailed it down. So one of the games that I was thinking about doing was going to be one that I wanted us three to all play together and do the story and beat through that way. Uh, but I decided since we had so much multiplayer in this one that I was going to kind of move away from that one. So we'll save Terraria for another time. Um, another one was okay. a horror game that I thought would be really good. Because I keep saying I want to play a good horror game <laughs> for this podcast. But I'm not <laughs> going in that direction this time either. And the other one I think is would be a game that became an obsession of mine that I might play way too much and take a lot of my time away. But I'm going to save that one too. The other one, I think, has potential to be one of my favorite games that I've never played. So, I'm thinking this one might be one that really has a lot of potential for me to be one of my favorite games. Dalton, maybe not so much you, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think I know where we're going. We are going to play
2: Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I. I really enjoy the art style Ori,
0: so I might like that more than you think.
2: It looks beautiful. If the gameplay matches the art style for that, that's going to
0: be a killer game for me. All right. Hey, baby, does the gameplay (laughs) match the art style? (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. On that note, so so then that means we'll be back in two weeks with uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and I guess that just leaves house cleaning? Yep. All right, now I can run through this? All right, now I'm going to get into the... uh, All right, if... You would please do us a favor and go leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to our show, Uh, but specifically on iTunes. That would be sweet. Uh, Also, give us a positive review on Spotify. If you would like to join the Discord, which I don't even plug the other social medias anymore because it's like, come join the Discord. That's where it's happening. Bit.ly slash T-S-M-P Discord, all capital letters. Uh that'll give you an invite link and you can just click accept and boom, you are in. If you want to check out the website, which is now up to date, thanks to one Mr. Puzzles Dane, thank you very much. Bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast. If you want to check out the Patreon and donate to the show, that would mean a hell of a lot to me, because uh especially right now, I uh, I have some vet bills that I'm having to pay off. So if you would like to donate, that would mean a lot. Uh patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. And if you donate $10 or more, you can get a shout out on each and every week. Like or each and every episode, excuse me. Like these wonderful people. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff the original, expendable Mr. Syllables, Old Jeffy Lube himself, the grumpy one. Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction. James, the Steam Machine, Hall a Hall, Team Retrogue, go check him out on YouTube, and Mr. Puzzles Dane himself. What a gang of good hands! except yeah, the those first are all two. You good good suck. Yeah. What, Nate and Jeff? Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck them. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're cute, though.
0: Uh, if you would like to get a shirt, um, you can check us out at tsmpproductions.threadless.com, or not only you can find Steam Machine podcast shirts, you can also find Yab's Pod shirts, uh, Grumpy Jeff Pro Wrestling shirts, and I believe some Nile of the Nightmare stuff as well. Um, shout out to Yab's Pod, yet another BS podcast. Shout out to the JRPG Report. Those are the other two shows that I do. Um, one is very family-friendly. One is very not family-friendly. I'm going to let you figure out which <laughs> one's which. Um... If if you like the music, uh, NileTheNightmare.Bandcamp.com. If you like the show music, that is where you can find some of my stuff. And is there anything that any of you gentlemen would like to plug or say before we roll out of this bitch? Alrighty. Well then on that note for the brothers of destruction, ah, uh, Destructo bros, (laughs) and thank you to one grumpy Jeff himself for joining us on this episode. And we will catch you in two weeks with Ori in the Blind Forest. And as always, guys, take it easy.